I'm paying 60 bucks for these games. Figured I don't give. A, I make all my fucking dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Bolin. And I'm Jay Baxter. And we're going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. Game app being jammed on in our retro quarantine arcade today, we played a bunch of Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap on the SMS over the past uh, couple of weeks. And emulation mm-hmm. disclosure, as always, I emulated on Fusion on my PC with USB replica NES standard controller. Jay, how did you play? <laughs> I played on uh, the Open EMU on my Apple desktop. Uh, what is it called? Desktop <laughs> MacBook Pro uh, with the standard NES USB controller. That one program has all systems on it. Yeah, man. Like so, Open EMU. Like I, I wish I could show. I mean, obviously it's a podcast, so you can't see. But yeah, it, it kind of has this interface where it lists all maybe all systems currently like you just click one and whatever games you download it's all there so i can play any system i want it's pretty awesome yeah that's pretty cool yeah highly recommend yeah if you got to be on a mac i guess uh rate and review the podcast if you like the shit we're doing uh be part of the isoh movement give us validation on a podcast platform and we will read it on the pod so as we always do about this time what are we jamming on now what are you jamming on now jay Oh, man. So, uh, several games. Continuing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You know, love that game. Just yeah, you're, you're go, going through the Greek Isles. Petition, petitioning for it pretty hard in the, in the fucking uh, in the chats. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, clearly, I'm, when I'm comparing, like, Dragon Warrior and things like that to it, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely sucked me in. So, but playing a lot of that, getting pretty, pretty far into that especially with the week off this week for sure i i was telling courtney that when people ask me when i go back to work next week and they ask what i did i'm gonna say i visited the beautiful greek isles <laughs> so many such great scenery in greece uh via assassin's creed so yep. i've been doing a lot of that uh playing a lot of grounded so me and zion really building our base in the shrunken world that is grounded um it's it's really fun they it's, it turns out they're going to be putting out updates to this every month, which is great because it's still pre-release software. But you know they've updated some things in the game so far, and it's it's a lot. It's a blast. We're able to kill kill spiders now. We got our our ant clubs and <laughs> ant armor. I think I'm wearing acorn armor. Zion's wearing ant armor, and so we're a lot more geared up. And our base is built with like weed stems and not just grass now. So it's 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 fun. It's fun, man. It's a lot yeah, of fun. That's cool. Yeah, in a co-op way like that. That's super. That's a super cool thing. I think. Oh yeah, she's been asking me to play that like every day. So it's 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 a blast. Um, and then NBA Two K Twenty. I you know I know the I play the my team mode there, and I've got my team up to a ninety eight rating overall, which is pretty pretty great. I got Magic Johnson as my point guard, who I've been coveting for a while since he's so tall. I knew he would be a matchup nightmare. I finally got him on my squad, and I can relegate Rondo as a backup now. So, <laughs> yeah, I got Kyrie too, but they just—I wanted somebody with some size, and so pretty, pretty pumped about that. I still, still get owned most of the time in the online matches, but that's okay. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm awesome against the computer, but yeah, I get those online matches. Still, still have only won two, but um, I have a, I have a, I have a fucking um, a whole sermon about 2K20. <laughs> still can't, still missing layups. I don't understand. Like I can make some dunks, I can make open shots, and then like I play other people and they can make shots no problem. But I still miss layups. I it angers me to no end. Uh, even though I've went through the train, I even sat and went back through the tutorials and like, am I missing something here? Like, no. I, anyway, end rant. Um, <laughs> the I guess the only other new game that I've been playing is Outer Worlds. Have you messed with that at all? That's crazy, dude. I just downloaded it yesterday. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh man, I just started playing it a couple of days ago uh, on yeah, some I different mean, software, and it's it's awesome so far. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking. Uh... You know, it's it's Obsidian. They did it, Fallout New Vegas, and like when it was yep. coming out, it was you know it, it was very much on my radar. And there's not a lot of new games that get on my radar, so that is its own statement, I think. But the like pre-release, I mean, and fucking mm-hmm. yeah, it's I, you know like I said, I just downloaded yesterday. I'm just getting out of the tutorial stage. It looks pretty. It fucking really feels like an old Fallout game to me, and that kind of I don't know, like you know, that's not like I. I, I enjoyed those old fallouts mm-hmm. a decade ago. I don't want to play a game now where I feel like I'm playing the same game. <laughs> so, mm. you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm hoping that that is just similarities I'm seeing. And I don't feel mm. like that's a problem as I play the whole fucking game. Uh, but yeah, it looks yeah. pretty, I mean, the main thing I've been looking for a, a new game pretty hard and fucking, I saw it on, it was on sale uh, in the PlayStation store, 50% off 30 bucks. So I was like, nice. after fucking having it on my radar and wanting to play it, jab it, Jab was like on. He downloaded like day of, I think, and he was fucking talking it up. Pre, he was all excited about because he likes the old Fallout's too, New Vegas in particular. Gotcha. And, uh, he fucking when he downloaded, he like he just shattered my reality about it because when he downloaded, he's like, oh fucking, I hate it. It sucks. Uh, so like, yeah, it, wow. that that kind of that kept me from really pursuing it. But like again, I was hunting for a game, and I fucking you know that. It's always kind of been on a back burner thing. Like, I don't know, can it be that bad? Jab's kind of a cunt sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is, is it that bad? And fucking, uh, yeah, like all you know, the, the, the ratings for it are all like fucking, you know, 85% or above on every fucking possible thing. Like, it yep. just figured it couldn't be that bad. So, yeah, seeing it on sale was the, the thing. Jury is still out, of course, how I really feel about it because I just, just fucking went it. But, yeah, I don't know, it was interesting. Some of them, you know, like the building the character thing, like it's just it's so much like Fallout. It's staggering, you know. It's like it's exactly mm. like Fallout, like the fucking the perk system. Like I'm, I'm like I'm kind of shocked that they can do that. It's not that it's not some kind of I mean, I know it's built on the Unreal Engine and like that's you know, licensed software anyways for both parties. So that's one mm-hmm. thing. It's, it, it doesn't know, know anything legal as far as that goes, but just like, I don't know, the gameplay and like the, so much of it, the, the, the score trees necessary to enact certain things with dialogue trees and stuff. Like, you know, you need fucking intelligence five to do, you know, you may say like that is ex- mm-hmm. it's just cut and paste. I mean, I don't know. That's not like a fucking all that unique of a system even. So it's not like it's the craziest thing that they stole from fallout, but it's just, it's right. just amazing to be how much exactly like it is to fallout, you know, and I kind of wish, I don't know. I don't care for, I don't want to see the numbers. Like, you know, I know the numbers are behind it, but please don't show me the numbers. I, I want it to feel like it's an organic thing, you know? And like, I know yeah. I don't know. That's that that kind of function, that kind of mechanic, rubs me a little bit the wrong way, uh, and feels. I, I see that. Waited, you know, but. I could see that. I mean, and I 
I mean, for my benefit, I I only play started playing Fallout when Fallout Four came out and had a blast with that. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. then if you like, if, yeah, if you like Four, dude, yeah, they, they have it on PS4. I'm sure they have it. They're selling it fucking full full price, which I like, I was gonna download. Right. It. That was one of the games I looked at recently, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I would play new Fall, uh, Fallout on fucking like remastered version, uh, Fallout yeah. uh, New Vegas rather, and fucking. <laughs> full price i almost shit my like i almost threw my controller through the tv i was like are you out of your fucking mind like how insane Uh, is that where they think they can charge full price for a decade old game like full triple a 60 dollar price like that's fucking insane uh that's nuts man like if you you could do it on xbox for like way cheaper than that like (laughs) like i I know we have the we have the ultimate game sale going we microsoft has the ultimate game sale going on right now (laughs) Yep, yeah, I work for Microsoft, obviously. Yeah, I say you get, you, they got you, huh? The fucking the the company rhetoric is fucking sunk in fully, <laughs> yeah, easily. But it is only eleven ninety nine right now at, on P- Xbox. So, <laughs> yeah, that's but is that, is that like it's normal list price, or is that some sort of no? The normal is thirty, but because of the say, sale we have going on right now, it's eleven ninety nine. Maybe I'm exaggerating, and it's not full price on PS4, but. It definitely felt Brutal, like, if it is <laughs> it felt it felt like way more than I would possibly be willing to pay for a decade old game for sure. Uh, right. I know I, I was just like literally offended and like, like clicked off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like there was no debate. Like sometimes I'll look at the price and go kind of like, am I willing to pay that? I don't know. Like this was like, no immediate go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you know what? No, that was the wrong price. That was actually. Hold on. That was Fallout 4. <laughs> but. Fallout New Vegas. I thought I saw that one actually on Game Pass the other day. Yeah, man. It's uh, on Game Pass. You can just play it for free. Yeah. One of the other things I was looking at too was the New Harbor or what if something Harbor DLC for Fallout 4. I hear it's really, really well done. And I, I, what I've actually heard, I've been listening uh, to, I started listening to this while playing Dragon Warrior. Funny enough, I started listening to this podcast. Acts of the Blood God or some shit like that. It's basically an RPG podcast done by US Gamer. And they it's a lot, it's, it's kind of the retronauts guys basically. And they talk a lot, I mean, obviously about RPGs and various things. And like I where I happen to be is around 2016 when Fallout 4 is hitting, so they're talking about it fucking constantly. So that kind of got me thinking about it. <laughs> you know, and they were mm. they were talking about the harbor DLC and saying it was fucking, you know, like just it, it should have been what the game was like that's how good it oh, was wow. yeah, it was better than what the base game was which you know kind of upsets me a little bit and it's like i kind of see that as something that they would you know that's something bethesda would actually pull intentionally you know what i mean like withhold this thing and because it's still <laughs> it's the most expensive dlc too it's 25 bucks where most of the other ones are like 15 or 20 you know so uh, they know they know the value of that specific fucking dlc so the idea that they would withhold it and and make you you know microtransaction mm. you a little further is, is very believable to me but oh yeah um totally yeah. makes sense yeah man this is the uh, that new vegas by the way it's only 450 right now on the xbox yeah, that, store. that disgusts me uh, maybe i'll check maybe, <laughs> maybe it's changed I, you know it's probably it was not yesterday that i was looking it was, it was a couple weeks ago i think so anyway i would like to play it yes is that it anything else yeah man that's that's pretty much it there's you know i've been actually Kind of the same thing as you trying trying out different games, testing different games because I've been sucked into Assassin's Creed Hardcore. But you know, I'm always kind of on the lookout for a, a diamond in the rough, something new. What? So, how did How did Outer Worlds get on your radar? Uh, just because I was trying out new games on you know some a, a different console, just to try to test them out. Uh, 
and that was kind of one of the ones that graphically it seemed like it would be pretty great and newer kind of newer software i do like the fact that you can change in that game you don't just have to be a shooter you can be melee weapons and kind of switch it up because i i kind of didn't want kind of that same shoot em up system as well so i i do like the variability there yeah but, and, and you can you know yeah. they and that's kind of the, all those the it's it's not unique to outer worlds that's kind of a, a fallout 4 i believe has a rebalancing thing like that too where you can you can go to like that computer in the spaceship and just you know if you don't like the way your build's going you can kind of just fucking start from scratch again you know mid-game even if you want and just re mm. redistribute your accumulated attribute points you know what i mean so yeah you can uh, it's, it's it's very customizable as far as that goes and you kind of do whatever you want whenever you want which honestly i don't know that I guess you can just not do it if you don't want to do it, but like if it's there, like you know, I, I don't know. I, I again, kind of just like stay behind the curtain, wizard. Like I don't want to, I don't, you know. I yeah. I want to immerse my. I want to immerse myself. I don't want to fucking. That is the weird thing, like the the fact that I had to think about: Do I want to put points in this conversation tree? Like this is going to affect the gameplay. Like that. That was definitely a little more detailed than I was expecting, but it was also like a nice change, I guess, because. Things like Assassin's Creed are much more simple in their upgrade, I guess, and that's probably what you would like more because you're you're not seeing a, a whole bunch of numbers there. Like you know well, what not, level you move it's up not to. A, but... Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of that's you know it's almost like I can't it's having your cake and eat it too. Like there's no like I, like I want the custom customizability of being able to decide what my acumens are and mm. what you know if I want to be good at fucking lying to people. Like I, I want to be able <laughs> to develop that as a skill. And use that in my little role play that I want to do in my head as I play these dumb games. But I don't want to see the numbers and think about the numbers when I'm utilizing them. And that's that's almost kind of an I don't know how I don't know what the solution to that is. But wait, I'm, didn't you don't you do that on D and D? Isn't that what you have to do? You do in D and D to some degree. I mean, you have the dungeon master that's kind of keeping a lot of the numbers behind that you don't you know the. Your character numbers, yes, you see all those and you know all those, but how they interact with the world is kept, you know, uh, metaphorically behind the dungeon master screen. You don't see what the monsters uh, are. They just either hit you or don't, or you don't see you don't see what the monsters AC is. You know, you may have the fucking book that says what this particular monsters AC is, but one, the dungeon master can change it and do whatever the fuck they want, and two, maybe they have some sort of something going on with them that changes it. So yeah, I mean, you know, some of the things are hidden from you, so you don't know the exact math of what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And uh, mm. I don't know. Like, it's, okay. it's, it's probably asking too much. Like I said, you know, it's, it's, I don't know what the actual solution would be where you'd be able to have a hand in deciding these things and deciding what you're, where you're going and how, what you're good at and not know and see the numbers and how they, you know, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know how to apply. Those right. Numbers. Like how many more of these do I need like, to be good? At, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah, there'd, there'd be no way to do it without knowing the numbers. So yeah, I don't have the fucking solution. Figure it out. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, paying, I'm paying 60 bucks for these games. Figure it, I don't give I make all my fucking dreams come true. Yeah. So yeah, the only thing I'm fucking playing other than, than that download is fucking or have been playing is 2K20. And I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I like that RPG thing. Like, I like the idea of the my player thing and, like, the whole the story base. Like, that's all very cool. But the uh -huh. physical in-game play is fucking intolerable, dude. Like, really? Yeah. One thing about it, like, and this is not 
necessarily gameplay. This is just like shitty game design, and I can't fucking believe it happened. But one of the things that happened in the past two weeks that I wanted to fucking just literally vent about is I had my best game as a pro against the Pistons, who were maybe, I think they were like fourth in the Eastern Conference at the time. And right after the game ended, I got an error message saying it could not connect to their stupid-ass fucking 2K20 servers, and it just restarted the game. Yeah, I blew a fucking gasket. I got like I can't believe my Switch controller survived it, dude. Like, yeah, I, I, I lost the game. I had to replay the game, and like I was pissed. You know, I probably would have lost anyways because I'm fucking losing all the time now. Uh, because this team sucks. I gotta get. I gotta get off this team. <laughs> but, uh, Life from a rookie. Yeah. Uh, but fucking yeah, the, I lost the game when I re- had to replay it, so that pissed me off exponentially more. And like you know, I think I probably pushed harder than I should have in the game because I was pissed off. You know what I mean? So like, just like mm. it was like a a domino effect of like fucked up things that really pissed me off about it so that was just, i mean that's an isolated thing that's not a ongoing problem but the fact that, that could happen is fucked up <laughs> you know oh, especially because like it pisses me off so much that you like why you know i'm not playing online play like fuck you and your 2k20 server like your stupid ass fucking online play to try to suck money out of me via microtransactions like that's the only reason that is a fucking aspect of this game and it just fucked me out of the game i played you know what I mean? And it just, that pisses me off to no end. But <laughs> yeah, as far as actual gameplay goes, the defensive switching is intolerable, man. Like how the fuck? There's no rhyme or reason to it that I can tell. And it fucks me on a regular fucking basis, man. Like, mm. if it, yeah, if it happens on a pick, I get it. Like that's part of basketball. And like, yes, you're going to get switched on to someone that you necessarily don't necessarily want to be guarding. And that's kind of part of the strategy of fucking coaching and shit in basketball. But it happens randomly coming down the court all the goddamn time to me. Like, it, like there'll be two arrows on two different like there'll be an arrow on two different players like and that's you know that's who you're supposed to guard and like i don't know they're like kind of fading in and out and like i guess that's suggesting what? to choose one i don't know so i'll cover the one that looks open and then another dude who will also collapse onto him half the time and leave a shooter wide the fuck open and in this dumbass game if you get open and you're the computer it's hitting for sure you know what i mean so <laughs> like that happens all the fucking time. It's incredibly frustrating. And to rub it in, I'll get <laughs> that'll happen, and then I'll get a teammate downgrade for defensive breakdown. You know what I mean? <laughs> to, oh, to like man. rub it in, and like that is absolutely infuriating. You know that like I'm. What do you mean? I what the fuck? What are you talking about? I did not. <laughs> I did not break anything down. Like that's you know, uh, very frustrating. Just a dumb stat thing. But dude, I have not experienced that. I've I've had a couple of times in the game when, you know plays get ran and somebody gets left open but i have not experienced that i, I don't know but also but i'm also switching to the see yeah, you're playing the on team, ball like, defender yeah. most of the time so yeah, that's, exactly that's, that's that's the that that's the like i am just this dude all the time and uh they it i don't I'm, like yeah i i don't know i haven't done a tutorial I, about that thing specifically i mean i've done a bunch of practice and done defensive drills and stuff but yeah and like and i'm constantly getting switched onto the opposing center in these scenarios too so like <laughs> I'm a fucking two guard, dude. So, you know, <laughs> like, unless uh, occasionally Doc, like a fucking idiot, moves me to three in the lineup, moves Kawhi to four, and then benches Marcus Morris, which is infuriating because I think he's the best fucking player on the team. He's the only guy that does everything. Everyone else is a fucking showboating, isolation, fucking scoring dickhead. So, Mar- <laughs> getting Mar- taking Marcus Morris out of the lineup pisses me off. And it's for Pat Beverly, who is just a fucking turnover nightmare <laughs> mm. uh, it's to move him into one and and we and pg and me get pushed up or actually pg just says a two and i move from one to three so yeah other than that though i'm the two guard either way two or three i get switched on the fucking center all the time and these things coming down the court and then guess what happens every fucking time i'm paired on a center yeah he's like this match yeah the dickhead walks to the low block at like fucking just walks there like he doesn't even run he just fucking walks there calls for the ball and then dunks on right right on my stupid little fucking six <laughs> like it's just and, and then i get a defensive breakdown like it, to, again to rub it in it's just, I, 
it's awful, dude. But it's so frustrating. Um, I get so pissed. That off. sounds miserable. It's just yeah. funny because it didn't happen to me. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and the other thing too, I don't know. It, it could. It, it may not necessarily be the gameplay. Uh, I don't know if it's just because the Clippers are huge bitches or what. But the offensive rebounding on my team <laughs> is unfucking real bad, dude. Like three on one, sometimes four on ones. They routinely give up offensive rebounds routinely dude it is constant and oh so frustrating because mm. like i said you know if you actually get a shot that's defended properly it then doesn't go in because you can't hit a fucking shot if you're covered in this game also mm. conversely it's incredibly binary uh yeah. so if you actually do play de- good defense and then the fucking you know you've given up offensive rebounds every time and then of course that motherfucker just dunks it like oh it's just so bad man so bad dude i think it's your rebounders like because i i can definitely win the rebound battle most of the time if i lose a game i lost the rebound battle but most of the time i'm like owning it because i'm but well, i see, have like I'm, tim dude, duncan I'm, I'm and shack and yeah, stuff. i'm a six foot two guard dude i'm not my guy's not rebounding like it's not i can't be on my plate <laughs> <laughs> the team's gotta um, pick up the load yeah like i mean i'm fucking i'm 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 dispersing the ball responsibly like i'm doing it like I, you know i i'm pretty good about distribution i think i do i do pretty good on the assist front i'm scoring a decent amount uh, I feel like my it's funny. I feel like my minutes are getting cut uh, too. Like I've like I got put in the starting lineup, and then I feel like my minutes have been receding. Uh, like the and that's kind of a dumb. This do you this every time I'm see you don't have this because I'm on, so you you can sim through when you get benched or when you go on to you know not yep. benched like yep. when you when you go to the bench you can sim through that as the my player thing. So I always do right. Yeah, of course. Who the fuck you don't fucking watch that shit? But but you, it comes out of the sim at the end of halves and games, you can't sim through like all the way to the end. And every time it comes out of the sim, this is just a super stupid, like, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it, but like every time it sims to three seconds left, like, I mean, it, I, I would say not to exaggerate, really? maybe 85% of the time, there are exactly 3.0 seconds left when you come out of the sim and it's a, and it's an inbound situation. You come out on an inbound every time and it's three seconds left at the end of a half or the end of the game. And it's like, that's, fucking stupid like how is that a, you know that's such, such a broken you can't thing. do anything in three seconds unless you're like under the basket no of course not but that's not. Like, <laughs> that's not what i'm saying it's just the fact that dude like i'm not kidding like 85 to 90 percent of the time exactly three seconds like that's just not it's not realistic like why mm. why is an inbound happening at exactly three seconds in every game explain that to me like there's just no way <laughs> you know what i mean like that's, that's an not odd how, mechanic exactly that's not how basketball games work like a, an inbound is not happening with three seconds left in every half in every game of the <laughs> just a stupid ass like bad programming you know what i mean it's just some sort of right. shitty shitty thing uh that is uh, kind of i don't know kills the immersion because it's clearly something that's broken you know uh compared to a real life basketball so yeah that's all my that's all my gripes thanks for thanks for listening jay (laughs) (laughs) yeah those are definitely all unique to that mode man because i don't i definitely do not experience those things it's just and and i think going through that mode for a couple seasons and enjoying it and then i was like yep you know i'm good with that i'm gonna switch it up and just jump into a game with good people that i put together and control them all yeah, see, I, don't, I I am absolutely certain. Like, I want challenge. Like, I don't want to win every game, dude. Like, that is also like the thing I hate about sports games. Like, uh, you, you either it's you either you're unplayably bad at it and you can't win, and then once you figure out all the little fucking paths, the the paths of least resistance to success, you then just whoop everyone's ass. You know, unless dude, you put on, I, unless you put on all Madden, dude. Then I, you just they're just cheating. They're, they don't. It doesn't, <laughs> you, don't you don't get beat. 
realistically on those harder levels, you just get it's just cheating shit happens. You know what I mean? Guys, I will say whatever it might be. I think that they did a better job with on this one with that because I will definitely agree with that in prior versions on this one. So on the my team, they have domination. So you can do online domination, which if you win enough, you know, you can actually win real money and stuff, which would be great. But I, I lose most of the time at the online. Uh, <laughs> but I but I still do the single player, you know, with my same team and everything. And you're kind of going through all the teams. So I went through like you can choose your your level. And so if there's I don't remember all the levels that there are, let's say rookie is one star and all the way up to superstar and that's five. You know, and so you kind of go through each each team in each conference, beat them all. And then you go through like historic domination where like you're doing the best teams historically of each of those teams and it ups the level. And so kind of like when I went through the first ones, I basically just knew could once I figured out the game and started building a better team after my after like the first five games, I could whoop everybody by like 20, 30. And it was great. But then when I ne- when I stepped it up to historic domination and now I'm playing the the all-time teams and then like the all-time East All-Stars, I got my ass whooped so many times <laughs> by the East All-Stars. So get this, the first and the first time I played them, and you know, up until this point, I was pretty much cruising, but then when I stepped up a competition, I'm winning, but now it's only by like eight points, ten points. So it's a competitive game every time. And then I face the East All-Stars, and no lie, I'm playing the game. I'm losing. I come back. I tie it up with a minute left in the game and the power goes out because of the shitty wiring in my house uh, in this room. I'm uh, super pissed, right? Because <laughs> I, I lose all the contracts. I got to raise everybody's contracts again and play over. I'm like, all right, fine. And then after that, I lie, I lose, no lie, five straight times. And Michael Jordan whoops my ass. Some of those times I get just dominated by like 20 points. Other times I'm close. I come back. And Jordan kills me with like five scoring five points in the last minute to win it. Either way, I'm like you and I'm ready to I'm ready to smash my controller. <laughs> yeah. Ready to smash it. And well, finally it's in that, it's in that emotional oh, loss. It's like fantasy football. It's in that emotional loss, no matter what, dude. Fuck the sports games. Oh man. <laughs> I, was, I, I was right. I shouldn't have. <laughs> but then uh, but then after that, I finally figured out how to be Jordan and I moved on to the next like level and all my games are competitive. Like I never know. I never assume I'm going to win. Even games that I think I'm up on, I think I'm whooping the freaking Seattle Sonic slash uh, OKC team because it's a historic guys. And no, they come back and whoop me. Like every game is competitive now, and it's it's really fun because it's like, all right, I'm, I'm I'm ready in. So I really think that they did a good job of like figuring that out so that you could work to a level where you're not just either whooping ass or getting your ass whooped. You know. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as far as like the overall of the difficulty goes, like, yeah, I mean, you know, I we started started the season. And I was, I don't know, I guess I wasn't starting them, but I mean, I was, honestly, the, the start going into the starting lineup, I feel like my minutes have went down. So I don't, you know, mm. I don't know if you can say, I don't know if you could say that me playing more is fucking up the team because I like I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm playing less now than I'm the starter or a starter rather. So I, you know, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe because I'm fucking a starter now that that changed something and that's why we're losing and it could be on my plate. But I mean, yeah, we started the season and you know, we were bouncing between one, two, three with the Lakers. And uh, I think maybe it's the fucking nuggets that have been holding the three spot most of the, most of the season. But I mean, dude, I'm fucking, I'm all the way down to the fifth C. Like I lose. It's like every other game, I'm winning every oh. other game. Like we had, we had enough of a lead early on that like winning 50, 50% of the time now is keeping us in the fucking, in the 
not from just falling out of the goddamn bracket, but, uh, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, I mean, I'm losing it every other game now and it's fucking ugh, so frustrating. Oh man. I wonder if that's part of the, just like part the of the story, game the experience. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the know. story part ask component of it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck 2k20. Fuck sports games. Let's talk about wonder boy three for the Sega master system. Danger Zone track bringing us into Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap. How much do you miss having G Belair to rely on for, for soundtrack stuff when you when we do Sega shit? <laughs> oh man. I noticed that. I was like, man, he's just, just not touching Sega. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely Nintendo only. This the soundtrack that you found is actually a pretty pretty legit way to do it. Uh not all the games have such a defined kind of just track by track thing like that playlist, you know. Yeah, I guess that says a lot about how popular this game was, and I clearly was not in on it at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, talking the overview, the synopsis of the game is curses. After having defeated the mighty Mecha, I, I keep on I want to call that Mika, but it's it's Mecha because they refer to it as such in the credits of the game. But curses after having defeated the mighty Mecha Dragon, Wonder Boy discovers to his dismay that a terrible spell has been cast on him by the mortally wounded beast. He's been changed into a lizard man. Now, the only thing that can save him is the Salamander Cross. Legend has it that the magical cross has been hidden by the vampire dragon deep within Monsterland. To get the cross and change Wonder Boy back to his original appearance, you'll have to journey through desert jungles, under the deep blue sea, and even underground. And in, and in each of these lands, you'll have to overcome an evil dragon. Guide Wonder Boy through Monsterland, but be prepared to battle some of the most deadly, frightening creatures you've ever faced. Each step can mean death. Each battle may be the last. Above all, be prepared for change. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing about having to reclaim possession of a princess. I was surprised about that when I was reading this before playing the game. All right, um, very unique. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, very, very original of the Sega team to have no, no princess involved. What kind of game is this, Jay? This is a non-linear platforming and action adventure game. We'll have a lot to say about that very soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that it is. It was released in September 1989, and I unfortunately could not track down a specific day to do my little history uh, on this day analysis deal. But Cold Hearted by Paul Abdul was number one on the U.S. Billboard chart. <laughs> the first week of September was the, the most fun thing I could find. Uh, but yeah, nothing all that significant going on as far as world history went, as far as I could tell. Uh, the artwork and the cover art and such. The, uh, the as far as the cover art specifically goes, the, it's a Sega Master System game, so it's incredibly hard to steer away from the first thing out of your mouth being how boring, ugly their stock thatch pattern box covers <laughs> are. Uh, so, uh, with that out of the way, let's talk about the actual art. The art, the, the artwork uh, <laughs> foreground is that is kind of like pretty cutesy fantasy shit wonder boy surrounded by a lizard an octopus and a couple of snakes and it is good by by some level of uh, of objective metric i guess you know it's it's well done it kind of has that which i guess is the style of of, of all these games they all kind of look like that the wonder boys i mean it's kind of yeah it mm -hmm. is kind of like this i don't know this kind of cutesy i mean i guess the in-game stuff is the same way it's 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 all in line together uh it's kind of yeah, like this cutesy thing going on cartoonish ish cartoony for sure yep to it so 
Uh, that's how that's the feel of it. And it says the on, on the front, it says action in the top left corner, like the corners, like kind of cut with a, a, a solid color. It says action in that and kind of like a, a, a pow bubble or pow blast kind of looking thing. And then on the right top right corner, it says and with password save in, uh, in the top right. And those are not the most impressive pitch points, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I should have thought of something better to, to try to get me to entice me to buy it. The manual will be in the show notes, as they always are. And the cover is an identical blue and white monochrome rendition of the full color box art that's on the front of the, of the box. And it's kind of it's what Sega does for every Master System Diddy. And in the control section, there's a subheading of special operations, they're called. And it has the creature-specific controls you'll need to know beyond the standard jump and attack that's applicable at all times. And as far as those go, uh, it kind of, like, I don't know, foreshadows that mouse man can attach to the wall and then walk uh, and or run on it and or the ceilings. And Piranha Man can swim and Hawk Man can fly, of course. So, you know, there's, it's, it's I, I, you know, it goes without saying that they need to do that, but I, I like, I like the idea reading that, like, okay, I'm going to have, not at all times, too, I'm going to have these, different ways of playing the game that's kind of to me that's a good thing walking into something like i'm going to have some variability that you don't always get in these older games you know so yep. the they touch on the password system it doesn't look all too bad it's got 15 characters zero through nine and a through z with and it tells you that with questionable letters that 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 could be mistook for numbers omitted they, they just claim it with do not be alarmed if you notice some letters missing from the alphabet <laughs> <laughs> like, do not be alarmed which I thought was funny, copywriting. But the character breakdown is labeled Transformations, and it has the different fucking things you'll be turning into. Lizard Man, Mouse Man, Piranha Man, Lion Man, Hawk Man. Each has their own specific base attribute scores in three categories. There's Attack Power, which is Damage Dealt, Defense Points, Resistance to Damage Taken, of course, and then Charm Points, which I think we'll probably talk about a lot. <laughs> it says certain shit cannot be purchased in shops if this is too low. So I guess it, you know, it kind of equates to charisma is the idea. And these numbers can be augmented by weapons, armor, and other items. And that was this it was way more RPG-esque on this front than I would have guessed walking into yeah. it. Having these attribute scores and stuff was way more RPG than I anticipated the game would be. Um, for sure. The town section explains that you'll be dealing with shops and hospital buildings for healing. Weapons can have attack modifiers applied to them. So that was interesting too. And again, kind of RPG in that you have these pickups in the game. Fireballs, arrows, thunder, boomerang, and tornadoes that regardless of what character you are or what weapon you're, you're wielding, you can use, generate, uh, attack with. So that, again, was much deeper than I expected. I did not expect to have that kind of secondary weapon fucking range either, you know what I mean? So, well, yeah, again, just, you know, walking into it, I was pretty optimistic because it, it was just, it was way deeper than I thought this game would be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and fun fun fact for me, with because we're using the, or emulating and using this NES controller, it wasn't until I was somewhere during World 2 the li- as a lizard before I could actually hit the start button and see the menu and like see all of the gear and everything I was wearing. So like the whole like prologue and all that stuff, I didn't even didn't even see any didn't even know any of that existed. You so didn't have a start button mapped to the controller or yeah, because oh, of the yeah. because <laughs> it's a Sega game, you know, so it wasn't like the the NES games where it's just normally that. Like I would press it and nothing would happen and I just went on and just 
you know, that's that's didn't even error. know. That's error, bro. <laughs> for you sure. Map, you got to map your controller. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like usually, all these games. Like I didn't even know. It's also user error, really. I mean, I most games they say you know push start to start when you turn these fucking master system games on, and you just have to hit button one or two like the like there is no yep. start button on the controller i don't think like i'm not sure maybe that's on the console but most of the games don't use a start button so and i, I don't think the controller has one on it now, this is something i guess i should have googled before i started talking about it but like, i don't think they do and yeah this it was not it's the first master system game i've played in all these through this whole fucking podcast shit where i'm trying these things for the first time where i've had to use a standalone start button for anything so i don't yeah. know uh, Maybe that's why I wasn't mapped in, and I was just, right. you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. That's... So this this game was not an RPG to me at first. So <laughs> got to go through slices. That so. probably slowed you down for sure, because I mean, the fucking equipment and shit like that's yeah. I mean, I there's there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, we'll get into it later. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't use these pickups for a long time. It's the yeah. way they're mapped, even like properly mapped onto, onto the Sega controller, uh, is not the best way to deploy an attack. In, a, in, a, in an action game, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, that kind of sucks and it makes it difficult. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I didn't use these probably as often as maybe I should have or could have until later when there's time. I mean, you, you don't really have a choice later in the game. There's some parts that are just fucking impossible if you don't. But yep. anyways, the, uh, the item breakdown describes the little and big hearts you pick up, respectively, as life is restored a little and life and life is restored the most. That's how it describes the two different hearts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking pickups in that. that's good the enemy breakdown area has really cool artwork i like a lot there's like there's it's pages and like three or four pages of it i think and some of the ones i thought were fun were the master skeleton and the goblin probably my favorites and i noted the ninja was not wearing a hoodie on <laughs> 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 the, the picture of the ninja and they also have a boss section and they're all really fucking cool looking the vampire dragon with that vampire face on its torso is particularly original i think uh, you know it's the final boss in the game and there's a helpful hint section to help you get some traction and grinding alert <laughs> earn a lot of money to buy needed equipment by defeating creatures and finding treasure chests that's one of the tips so mm. uh, be forewarned you're going to do some grinding which also was you know more than i expected this game would require of me yes. so uh it also tells you to watch the demo screen carefully it has many hidden hints and i've never seen that before where they have veiled hints in the demo of a game, you know? So usually those what, are... What demo screen were they talking about, though? I saw that, too, and I'm like, what screen are they referring to the here? Screen. You go to the title screen. If you just let, if you don't hit start, it'll just... It starts a demo screen, like most games, you know? Uh, I th- I'm like, I'm already in the game, though, so... <laughs> I didn't even... It didn't even dawn on me to, like, go back and start yeah, over. I'm, I'm a, I'm a title screen freak, so I said, like, I wait, like forever because i'm like is something gonna happen or do you guys did you guys put some fucking time to this part or no <laughs> like i i always like that's one of the for the game is like because it, it's such a table setter like if they if they do a shitty job there's no music if there's there's a, it's often very telling what the title screen is like uh relative to what the game is going to be like i feel there's there's a strong correlation there because it is a completely needless aspect of of the game design that you don't need to spend time on if you're being lazy so if i feel it's lazy the game is probably gonna be lazy too Mm, interesting take yeah anyways those those are the usually those are like the the demos in games are usually an example of borderline offensive gameplay style where like nothing doing but like nothing that anything but the the most 
unseasoned shit player would ever do is usually what happens in, in video game demos. So the idea that there's something in there that is competent gameplay that you should consume before you play the game is incredibly unique and, and, and not, not at all the norm with these fucking things. So that's interesting. And, and I, honestly, you, it, it helped. It did. Like I, you know, we'll get into that too once we start playing the game. But it, it, there absolutely was information in there that was good to know because, you know, you don't. You just, there's no way to, unless it's explicitly explained in the instruction book, which they don't. Some of the mechanics you have to do early on in that town are not. I don't think it figures. Yeah, I, I would assume are, are uh, things that you could exploit the way they suggest doing so in the demo. But anyhow, any fucking notable history with this game? Yeah. So I. I don't know how much you knew about this game. I mean, obviously, we weren't... Clearly, it was not our jam. Yeah, the answer, the answer to nothing, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I feel felt like I needed to start back and, like, learn about Wonder Boy generally. So, I went back and looked just to at least see what was going on. And so, Wonder Boy, the original one, was released in 1986 on the arcade. And then Wonder Boy in Monsterland released the next year in 87, also in the, in the arcade. In 88, we get Wonder Boy 3, Monster Lair. This is an arcade game as well, and it's much more shoot 'em up Like, you're kind of going, you're still a boy, but you're, like, going and shooting and doing all this stuff. And so it's interesting, then, because that's Mon- Wonder Boy 3. And then Sega comes out with their own Wonder Boy 3, which is what we're playing, Dragon's Trap. And you, you would think, okay, it's like an arcade port, but it's not. It's a completely different game. Were the, it, did you clock whether the first two were more direct? Yeah, so this one this one is a follow-up to Wonder Boy and Monsterland, which you, you would think of as Wonder Boy 2, essentially. Right. And and that's why our first the first level um that we play is a simplified version of the last level from Wonder Boy right, and Monsterland. Yeah, for sure. So so that was really cool. But like the fact that I'd never heard of this. I just kind of assume, okay, this is kind of not a big deal. But I mean, it it received oh, yeah. some wide acclaim and this was, was EGM's was, this game was of the one year. One of the franchises for Sega, yeah, for sure. And it was a tentpole. Yeah, I just didn't know it had done so well. And so you know, listening to watching YouTube videos and stuff, and <laughs> you you watch some of those videos, and they're like, well, in, in in case you've never heard of this game, you must have been living under a rock. And I'm like, yep, that was me just playing Nintendo. <laughs> I didn't know anything that. about this. Living under a Nintendo, maybe not a rock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but yeah, I found I found that really interesting because there's all these versions of the game, and so essentially this is like Wonder Boy Four. But then there are several games after this, and I don't know if you saw what I posted on YouTube. There's a remastered one from yeah. 2017, yeah, and it I looks it lo- really cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, I put I uh, I fucking you know as I usually do post some of the shit on Reddit uh, as I'm playing and one of the conversations I got into a dude was fucking hammer. He's like, dude, you need to play the, you absolutely need to play the remastered. It's so much better. They changed all the dumb thing. And actually funny, we were just talking about the controls. It's like one of the things mm-hmm. that I specifically remember him mentioning is that they have, you know, you play it on your PS4 or whatever. The, the secondary weapon is remapped to just a single button depression, as opposed to oh, in, so in the game, better. you have to hit up and, and jump, which is, so, you know, that's like, that's honestly like I dude, I played, you know, all through the game. I would still fuck that up at the very end because it's just so weird to have to yeah. hit the jump button to attack you know it's just it was such yep. a fucking weird thing and just impossible to get used to that messed me up many times yeah <laughs> so uh yeah he that was one of the things that he was adamant about but the about. graphics look so yeah. cool man yeah, I, I've, de- I've decided that 
you know, I've seen a cool remastered version in DuckTales. I've seen this one, but I didn't learn about it until a couple of days ago. Because, um, again, the game was never on my radar. So I just thought, thought this was some kind of random indie game, you know, not like the remaster of a legit game from when we were kids. And so I think the next time we do one of these games, if we choose a game that I, I played as a kid, I might check out the remaster because it. I might actually play this one because it does look really cool. Like Mouse Man looks like a hardcore mouse. Like it's yeah. it's fun. Oh, yeah, the art style is better. And uh, one of the things too, uh, he was saying that in the, the this is cool. I've seen this a lot for some like some of the remasters of some of the old point and click games on PC and shit that I've played. Uh, the um, what the fuck's that Lucas Arts one with the fucking pirate? Ugh, see if these. No, it's old, like really old school. Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, but some of these old remastered games will have like a a real time toggle to the remastered versions of them, so you can be playing the game and literally, with at the click of a button, turn it from turn the art style from the original old school style, like exactly as it was in fucking whenever that was. Oh yeah. To to current and. He was saying that th- this goes even the remaster of this goes even a little further in that you can toggle just uh, just visuals and just music. So you can if you want to toggle it to the new art but have the old music, you can do that and vice versa. You know what I mean? So that that sort of that level of control over how much you're playing the remastered version and, and being able to look at things and compare them just for your own shits and giggles, particularly if you have some a nostalgic tick for this game and, and mm-hmm. you're replaying it from from playing it as a kid. Like that's a really cool feature to have in a remaster to be able to like you know do a, do i remember this the same way but i don't have to stay in this whole version for the rest of the game just to check that out like it's a really cool or if i really like the old tinny music version i want to listen to that throughout the game but play the new version visually like that's that's really cool customization for a remaster that i think uh is worth is commendable you know what i mean for sure i watched the entire trailer about it and I, that was one thing that caught my attention i was like that is really cool yep for sure yeah here it's the guy was the guy like the guy just was could not he, he was so enthusiastic about how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. So the last thing for this section is the economic analysis, and I couldn't come up with shit. I I thought a little bit uh, again. Well, like I said, we'll talk about it a lot. I think, but the I thought a little bit about the charm point system, and you know, needing to have enough charisma to conduct conduct business and shops. Like that was kind of that's kind of an interesting economic mechanic to me. And I, but I couldn't think of any fun way to quantify it you know what i mean so yeah personally i couldn't come with anything i hope the podcast gods please don't smite us on is called the monster's lair and the three you picked are definitely like yeah i beat this game a few days ago i haven't played it and like as i listened to those songs i was like yep that was one that stood out to me too <laughs> yep <laughs> but, uh, Catchy. I, I, I i enjoy how much our sensibilities align with the music a, a great deal it's funny to me that we don't it's funny yeah. if, if i listen to it again and they like stuck in my head i'm like yep that's so that's, that's, the one. Yeah, that, that's yep. a good way to judge these old little fucking uh chiptune songs is it can i not forget it that's like i, I post those things on, <laughs> on reddit for like dragon warrior and shit and like one of the almost every time someone will say i fucking 
the second I saw this, I heard that fucking song, the town song. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's amazing how much these things can get entrenched in your psyche. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can imagine how how much games like Ducktales and Mega Man, you know, the games that to me stuck in my head. I can imagine if I had a Sega Master System, I'm sure this would definitely be one of them. Yep. Yeah. The, in, in a general sense, I think the music was pretty good for this for sure. So the title screen of Wonder Boy 3 Monsters Trap, uh, or wait, Dragon's Trap? Monsters Trap? Dragon's Trap. <laughs> Dragon's Trap. <laughs> See, there's so many of them, it's already confusing. Yeah. So the, well, fuck it, we'll, we'll leave that in there. <laughs> a, <laughs> that's the name of it. Uh, so the title screen of this game is, a, it's a castle sitting atop the silhouette of a mountain range at dusk, and the title treatment up above it makes for, it's, it's a static screen, and it's pretty for sure. The Roman numeral 3 flashes so it gives it a little nugget of life you know to keep it from being just completely a, a, a still static screen but mm-hmm. not a ton going on and then there is a pretty lengthy demo as we already discussed which because of the mention of secret shit in the instruction manual i definitely watched in its entirety and watching it before playing there didn't seem to be anything all that secret in there there was it you jump into that well and maybe this the, the, like the building next to the one you start in front of so yeah and like that was that probably is the biggest thing like maybe i wouldn't have thought to do that but honestly and you know there's a a lot of things where i'll mention this there are either mario or zelda rips i feel a number of times in zelda 2 or mario rips in this game uh, a bunch of different times and this is one of the instances after playing zelda 2 jumping down wells it kind of even kind of looks the same the wells kind of look similar to um, some of the shit you have to go down mm. in Zelda, so it's not not the most uh, unexpected thing. I probably would have figured it out with the demo, but so yeah, they do that, and you go down to the the, the end of the well, and then it shows kind of a little bit of that subterranean area. So that's kind of the hints it gives you, and you can, as far as getting past the title screen goes, you can start a new game or select to continue after hitting start, and the password screen is the same as the new continue select screen, so there's no special fucking thing it goes to to enter passwords, but there, it's as far as what the screen is, it's it's also pretty, a, a castle with some animated clouds floating by in a perpetual loop, so it's kind of this animated, very serene view of a castle, and the the color, I mean, we I mentioned this, I think the very first screenshot you sent me, I don't know, you sent me that screenshot, was just like, was that like to ask me when like the, right after we got done recording two weeks ago i think it was you sent me that screenshot was that just like to ask me like is this the fucking game were you just like did you were you were you impressed by that particular screenshot i, w- I was just surprised like it's it's a lot more vibrant of color than i was yeah. expecting like on a nintendo game obviously being very well aware of how nintendo that original nintendo looked like this just seemed much more like close to arcade quality to me yep you know for sure man it's, it's it was just kind of surprising <laughs> yeah, yeah man, man it said it many times but it the you know the sms just from a purely machine capability standpoint was far superior to the yes and yeah this 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 and many screens in this game are representative of that that exact fact so you start the game and you it's we also kind of mentioned this already, but it's you, you start with a prologue of sorts and you get a few black cards before that starts with a story before beginning the level. And those go as such before you is the monster world overcoming various hardships. You have at last entered the monster's castle. Your target is the dreaded dragon's room. But unbeknownst to you is the fact that the dragon has the power to invoke curses on his enemies and 
all been told to you in the manual, but Sega's not assuming you read that baby. <laughs> so again, <laughs> which is probably smart. And I do like that you, yeah, I mean, I, it is a very cool thing to play the backstory from the previous game as the start of this one. It's it's a nice little touch, storytelling touch that yeah. far uh, if you were, if you played the earlier one, you'd be like, wow, I remember yeah. this. This is cool, right. you know, like exactly. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Yep, and then you're dropped into a hallway as Wonder Boy, and it's fucking go time. So the first thing that you're going to deal with in-game and think about, of course, is kind of figuring out how your controls work and shit. And those, you can run your little dude back and forth. And I'd say the movement has a little bit of a slippery feel, uh, particularly early. Sure. Yeah, they change with the transformations into the other creatures. All your mechanics kind of have a, a different feel to them, which is, is, is cool that they, those have variants too. But early on here, these first there's wonder boy. And then I think it's a little bit applicable to the lizard too. They had kind of a, a slippery thing and not, not the slang slippery from the game pro issue, but like actually physically slippery. <laughs> I think the mouse does. I think that it may be like that overall. Cause the mouse to me definitely felt slippery. Really? Yeah. Uh, I a, lot of, a lot of the jumps that I had, but we'll get into that. <laughs> yep. So button one, wax with a sword. Button two, jumps. And the jump, to me, was pretty reasonable. I didn't have any fucking complaints about that. Sometimes jumping physics can blow in games. This yeah. game didn't make me feel that way. The attack hitboxes seemed accurate, and I, I wasn't pissed off about that for the most part. No real complaints beyond the movement thing, really, as far as the, the early uh, judgment of the controls go. And you have an inventory screen if you've mapped your start button. <laughs> from here, you can equip different equipment types between switching between attack power-ups. You can see your attack, defense, and charm stats, et cetera, et cetera. Change your, your, your sword, armor, and shield that are equipped. So that's, again, very RPG thing I didn't necessarily anticipate having. It looks pretty cool, too. I enjoy the menu system. I think it's cool. They have little icons next to them and shit. It's not just text. So yep. it looks pretty cool for an old-school menu. And... Getting into the actual stage itself, there is, as far as this prologue thing goes, like there's not, you know, it's very much baby gloves. You know, you don't have, there's not really a lot of danger in here. You're incredibly powered up. And it would, I mean, to actually die in this would take all, you'd have to be really fucking off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. There's not a ton of challenge uh, to, to this early part here, to this first stage. I was actually confused after we left this part. And because I was like, did I die? Because I didn't have nearly the same hearts and everything that you started with. So. Yeah, I got. The, I think I was able to uh, to pat myself on the back. I think I was able to gauge the whole the, what was going on here. That this was a prologue, and and ah, nice. You know, that it, it, it was kind of a, in essence the tutorial is really what it is. So this this level is a maze to some degree, though. As far as like the only real challenge of it is that, and and playing through it. <laughs> for the maga it, it took me some uh, so i'd already done it for the, the actual gameplay but yeah doing it for the first time like it did take some trial and error runs to get through it was not an, uh, an immediately like simple get through thing did you have any trouble uh yeah man like at this <laughs> point at this point i'm thinking wow the graphics are cool and it's a fun game like i was having fun um but i i found my way to the dragon obviously but i for sure ran around in circles before finding the right path down you know like it was it was nuts i i was very confused but not fresh not frustrated enough to not keep going you know not one of those things where i was just like done it was kind of just like where am i going where am i going okay finally found it you know how does this work yeah yeah it yeah. loops you back through you know if you if you go the wrong way it, it very it kind of uh in, in super mario brothers one bowser castle fashion 
it just loops you back through the area that you've already passed through. Like there's no, you don't dead end. And when you make the wrong choice, you just have to, it loops and you have to do it again, which I'm not the biggest fan of. It clearly is not uh, representative of any sort of real world physics of any kind. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a lazy way to do a maze area in a video game. You know what I mean? In my, in my opinion, but on this level, yeah. though, on this level, <laughs> So fucking yeah, so it loops you back through, and it, and it kind of you gotta like, I guess you gotta go up with that that first bounce thing, and that's kind of I should be mentioned too, I guess like the those little bounce pads that are so much in this game, they're kind of like you know uh, again, it's like a to me that's just a Mario thing, that's the springboard in Mario, and like I don't know, like you know they're, they're, it's a video game, and they got there's only so much shit you can come up with, and like you're gonna have some overlap just in any video game play, but like it's so hard, I get really I guess really the thing that's worth noticing noting of that is it's so hard to look at these games from an objective impartial viewpoint being such an entrenched and veteran NES gamer it's so hard to look at them and not just see the them trying to transpose Mario and Zelda mechanics <laughs> you know what I mean oh, it's so hard, sure. so hard to sure. not to do that which you shouldn't they should be given an objective look when you're fucking you know, going through these games but, so, yeah, but so, at the same time if the first one came out in like 86 if they had similar mechanics were they you know right. preceding Mario that's the question had, yeah were they ahead of Mario I mean not Mario 1 for sure uh, because well I don't know the, the arcade I don't know actually because I mean, the first Mario 1 was 80 I want to say 85 was it 85 yeah I'm pretty sure those mm. were 85 mm. Um, tough. Tough. It it, honestly, it shouldn't be judged that way either way. So we're be, we're just being twats in the first place. <laughs> yeah, there you, you encounter a lot of the Cyclops and some Cobras as far as the enemies go. And then you work your way down into a very different looking and, and futuristic tunnel eventually once you figure out the, the maze component of it. And that leads you to a boss battle with what looks like a robot dragon of some kind. And it's the yeah. having to consult the instruction manual. This is the Mecha Dragon. Mecha. Uh, it is described, they have, you know, little blurbs for the specific bosses, which is always fun, I think, as opposed to just pictures for the, in the instruction manual. And this dragon is described as the dragon that got you into this mess to begin with. And I, I dig that very, very much as, as a description. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's a, uh, it's a pretty cool sprite, the, the, the mecha dragon, and it fires, as far as its functionality goes, it, it fires an intense fire stream at you that's pretty much impossible to dodge i felt in, in my opinion <laughs> and uh, as so many bosses go the way to beat him is whacking his ass in the head with your sword to do damage and he has they have hp all the bosses have hp counters in the top right corner so you can actually see a tick down and know you know how much damage you're doing and how much more damage you have to do so you can pace your gameplay strategy accordingly <laughs> and <laughs> if you if you and this is this i i do i don't know i'm sure well i, I shouldn't say i i I don't know because I'm absolutely certain you did. My, one of my biggest bitches about this game is in the boss battles, if you run into him, you kind of get stuck to his head and you get pushed across the screen. And kinda, it's almost, oh. like a, almost like a like an updraft air current that you're stuck on. You know what I mean? And you'll just, you, oh, just yeah. get, you just ride his ass as he goes all the way to the edge of the screen and then you get dropped off once he kind of runs into the, the, the edge of the screen. And, that sucks so bad. Yeah, I, and it, it doesn't even. I don't think. I'm pretty sure I never saw it continuously taking life from you. You know, you you only take the initial thing, and then you flash, and you 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 don't have control of your guy. You're stuck like that. You're not taking damage though, so that would of course be worse. But it's still just annoying 
to have to risk and bounced. <laughs> yeah, and you can't get out of it in any way. And they all, all the bosses have that to them. And it's like later on, particularly when the bosses get harder, of course, that is a, you know, you're already pissed off. Like that's a really, really bad thing <laughs> to, to, to have to have in these battles happening to, you know, for uh, sure. But as far as difficulty goes in the totality of this battle, because you have so much life and you have, I'm, I don't think I even checked what my fucking sword and, and stuff were. I think they might no. be the legendary stuff, but it's all good shit. So you're doing damage. You don't take a lot of damage and you have a ton of life, eight, eight hearts i think it is the max so it's again kind of impossible to to die against this fucker so it's once you realize that you inherently revert to what amounts to a spammy battle tactic where you're just trying to get through it and not really so much worrying about the strategy of avoidance (laughs) you know die son die (laughs) and uh yeah so that's how that one went for me and i can't imagine it was too different for you and when he dies, he turns into the blue, this blue flame, which is described to you in the instruction manual. And they tell you that you want to avoid the blue flame to get money. But the first time it, you get this happen to you, it like there's just no way to see it coming. How like the, the you know these when they die, they turn into a, this blue flame up in the air, and they immediately start spitting out money. In this case, coins, and then it will swoop at you. And if it hits you, this little kind of free money opportunity ends. You know. So the idea is that you want to avoid these blue flames and try to, but still pick up the coins and make that go on as long as possible, so you can accumulate as much money as possible. But this first, like, there's just no. It moves so fast and comes at you so directly that there's, to me, there was just no chance in hell that I was going to avoid that that first time. And I, I found it difficult throughout the game, actually. But this one in particular, there's just no chance you're getting any money. And I actually, I don't even know if the money transferred over. I don't think it did to be on the prologue. So it's kind of, it's almost just a a trial run to demonstrate that mechanic to you, which is, I guess is worth commending as opposed to berating in this case. But that's an interesting mechanic. I failed every time. Like I was always so close. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To the boss that like, as soon as he turned into a flame, it was like, up. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Especially because just the, the sheer by definition, you know, the, Unless you're using the projectiles, which I don't think necessarily in any case had any major effect on the bosses, you're using your sword. So, yeah, you're going to be on top of the fucking thing when it dies and then you freeze. You don't it's not like, you know, sometimes when you, in these games, these games, any game, sometimes in games, <laughs> you the bosses you have like, you know, you don't have that thing where you freeze after it dies like you yeah. you can. Keep it moving. might freeze, but you can right. move. Yeah, exactly. You can keep moving and, and you could have some control over where, you know after its little death animation plays out where you're at in the, in the arena. In this case, no, it freezes. So you're stuck there until it turns into the flame. And then, yeah, you know, you're, you're a mad dodge to get away from it. And, <laughs> and in doing that, you have to kind of, you know, like just the gamer, like you're programmed to pick up those things. You know what I mean? Like the money is like, it's hard. It's so hard to not pick up the money. Like you take your, it's, it's the, I was listening to an interview or reading something one time when about Mario Maker stuff, and they were just talking about how, like, you know, I think it's actually in the tutorial of Mario of Mario Maker too, where they tell you, like, you know, putting coin when you're building levels in Mario, like putting coins to tantalize players, like players, get, video game players are inherently incredibly greedy beings, and, like, <laughs> and like, you can you can you can coax a pl- some players. Like there's a there is a subset of players that will go every time, no matter how fucked up a place you put that pickup. So <laughs> like, like to, to, it, it's an absolutely advantageous difficulty design tactic to 
put pickups in fucked up places, you know. So like that's a very deeply programmed thing in video gamers, you know. So it's it's hard to not <laughs> to to initially not be going immediately for the coins when they start flying out because that's probably not the way to avoid that fucking flame because the those coins are right below where the flame is <laughs> exactly i'm like oh i'll dash right and get yeah. this coin nope that's where the blue flames go yeah, you gotta wait, yeah later on you know, kind of wait for it to like the money would go up too later on they become other things fucking money bags and shit so it can be a highly lucrative thing if you're able mm. to do it yeah, it's, I guess the fact that we just talked about it that much is kind of is something that's kind of cool that clearly new and different and unique as we were just berating them for the things we think they're ripping. <laughs> so this was very unique and different. So good on Sega. And when you do get touched by the flame, if you're able, whenever that happens, you are turned into Lizard Man, and now you have to escape the castle. And this escape flowchart is pretty linear. From here, you just you're kind of just avoiding the mildly risky hazard and enemies you encounter. Some more cyclops, some wandering bone skeleton deals, and I think there was one master skeleton here on the right towards the very end. And they're all just again with your because you are still powered up even though you've become the lizard, and it's it's all just one hit deaths, so it doesn't really matter yeah. what they were. You're like nothing standing in my way. Let me blast you all out of my way, fools. Right. And shit, you do have some shit falling from the ceiling sequences, and the screen is shaking, so you get the vibe that the environment you're in is not necessarily a stable one, and that's kind of urging you to get the fuck out of there. So you get outside and are treated to a cutscene where the castle crumbles to the ground, above which it reads, and now proceed with your adventurous undertaking, which I absolutely fucking love. (laughs) It's such an obtuse way to say, and the adventure begins, you know what I mean? So I absolutely fucking love that. Oh yeah, and it's nice again, multicolor screen. I like it. Yep, yeah, it's, it's not yeah, static. It's, yep, it's the same screen as the start game screen, the continue or new game or you know password screen. Uh, that's right after the title screen. So reusing those assets, <laughs> <laughs> and from there you go. You're you're then dropped into the town that you will see fucking a lot in this game. There's only one of them. And it's the same one seen in the demo, so I basically just immediately got to work trying to recall what I only half-ass paid attention to. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, so you you didn't watch the demo, so like yeah, I get maybe talk you talk a little bit about like what were your initial like what did you think to what did you do when you first started not having watched that demo? Dude, so I thought about this very linearly, like so completely wrong way to think about this game. <laughs> As I said, this is a non-linear platforming, and I'm thinking, hey, it's it's a, it, that was World One. Now I'm moving on to World Two, and you know, I'm like, <laughs> I literally was like, okay, I'm outside a church. So many options, I have no idea where I'm going, yeah. and like, because I, I would go to the right, and then I'm like, wait, I can go to the left. Wait, it, like I was just kind of not sure what was happening, and so I. I this is when I decided to actually look up a strategy guide, you know, and because <laughs> I because I, I at this point I was still getting drops, right? I'm I'm getting boomerangs, I'm getting arrows. I still don't have my start screen yet, you know. I'm taking people out as a dragon, but I'm just like, what what am I doing, you know? And then I found I found a key, so I moved, you know. I think I kept going right, ended up finding a key, and it was at that point that I I finally figured out that I could remap my NS controller because I'm looking at strategy guides. And they're showing me screens that I had never seen. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, what this fuck? is like an RPG. Where's this screen? Like, where's boomerangs and shit? Like, where's this? Yeah. And so I, I was actually able to finally equip armor and, you know, do all that. And I was able to finally use fireballs. And that just opened up the whole game for me at this yeah. point. 
and that's yeah, yeah. the the well, I guess it's worth mentioning. Yeah, the, I mean, the, just as far as the statistics stuff go, I guess we should talk about that before we even talk about further in the game. That uh, immediately dropped into the town, the, the kid gloves come off, and your max HP has dropped from a full screen of hearts to just one. Your equipment went from legendary to all ivory, the sword, armor, and shield. So yeah, so you did have the legendary stuff. That is pretty much the end game best things that you get mm. later on. Uh, when you were doing the prologue and all those have gone away and you have what is now the shittiest stuff, the ivory stuff, and your attributes have adjusted accordingly to all single-digit numbers, so your character is now fucking borderline helpless. You have zero gold, so yeah, none of the gold that came out of that little fucking blue flame thing in the Mecha Dragon battle has any carryover. And yeah, there's no explanation provided <laughs> for this drastic reduction in aptitude like you're you're you were lizard man when you left that castle right and you had all those things so yeah like there's no explanation thematically or, or narratively as to how this downgrade happened which is not to me the best thing uh you know i understand it's just the way you have to make the fucking game difficult and have some flow to it but uh they could have spent a, a moment or two explaining how the fuck that happened you know the journey from the castle being particularly draining or something although that wouldn't work because later on you find out how close the castle is to where you are now so <laughs> but um yeah that's not not at all explained and um there's also no it's worth mentioning like this town has no people other than the ones the shopkeepers you know what i mean so yeah, so, many, so, so I don't even know it was an actual town. Like I, like I figured <laughs> out eventually that it was a like a town to come back to, but I'm thinking like this is just a level. There happened to be some stuff at the beginning, and I'm going right and fighting people. Huts. You yeah, know, like happens, that's... happens to be a level with some huts, right? Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, so yeah. Usually, I mean, uh, <laughs> and again, like I guess it's funny this keeps coming up now that we mentioned it, but like if you were ripping off Zelda two these environments would have people just wandering around telling you random stupid shit and occasionally <laughs> some useful information. Like, this has no one wandering around tell you anything and tells you you have no idea where to go. So there's no effort paid to giving the player direction mm -hmm. in this town. And that, yeah, that is certainly a fault that I think this game uh, should take some, take some fucking chiding for because... Uh, it, it would, yeah, if you don't, if you didn't watch that demo, like the idea that you have to watch that demo to have any idea what to do and where to go and, you know, to, to go down that well and to pass through that sewer, I guess that's what it is to get out to the island area and start exploring like that, you know, that shouldn't be necessary. That, that's not a way to, to do a game <laughs> to, sure, to set man. up, to set up the story development or especially early on when yes, you, your, your drop off rate is so high and early in a game if the player is not enjoying themselves, you have to hook them to get them to put up with the dumb shit of these old games uh, that they're going to present to you, you know? So Dude, yeah. the, the, the times I took day days, multiple days, long breaks in between yeah. playing these levels early on, like, like right here, I just stopped. I was like, all right, I took a break. And that's when Good thing we you were got texting, started immediately so after we finished recording last time. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it was, I was excited because it looked cool. And then I jumped into it and I was having fun until I couldn't figure out where I was going and why I kept going right and there was nowhere else to go. I didn't realize, oh, I got to go up, down, left, and then figure, you know, which yeah, I didn't I, know was possible. Yeah, I had a number of dead ends too. I did certainly happen to me. Not, you know, and I expect, I expect these Sega games to be obtuse, so that was not unexpected on my behalf, and I still struggled with it. But as far as shit goes, like it, it is in this town, I guess just going through the kind of the building stuff. The building you're right in front of has a cross on top of it. Yeah, a church, as you mentioned. So I was guessing 
that it would be like a healing place was my anticipation, but it's mm-hmm. not what it is. Inside, there's a pig. The pig is wearing an eye patch and smoking a cigarette, and that pig gives you a password. And what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's right? super fun, and I like it. But how in the hell did this dude get appointed the town's religious figurehead? <laughs> like, what? What is the religion here in this town? Uh, what? What Christianity derivative? Because <laughs> that's what that's <laughs> cross on top of that baby. Yeah, that's worth mentioning too. I guess that clearly Sega has no apprehensions about Save America has no apprehensions as as Nintendo of America does about religious imagery because that is yeah, a very definable Christian cross on top of that baby. Yeah, they're like whatever. Yeah, but yeah, inside there's a dude smoking with an eye patch and he gives you a password. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was what it probably one of my, my funnest fucking social media posts from this game. But like you know, like that that is the exact dude that I would anticipate getting my password from. In a Sega, <laughs> you know, like that sketchy ass motherfucker giving you your password is so perfect. On <laughs> <laughs> this uh, oft oft sketchy machine, as far as the game. But goes. wait, can we talk about the password for a second? Like I, so at one point during my frustration, I looked up. I was like, you know, you're googling things and cheats come up, and you could see all these cheats. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this cheat is like, and. At no point could I ever actually input a password someplace. We like I had never saw a screen that I I wait I would kill myself on purpose and it continue, would let me dude. continue. You go back. Yeah, but it would let me continue. But there was no place to actually input a password. Oh man, I never did it myself. But I'm assuming if you if you if you were to hit reset and you were for the first time hitting continue on that title screen. It yeah, because uh, I checked. I, so. I, yeah, I checked it for sure because I I like I said I mentioned I. I checked the passwords. So that's one of the exploring the fucking menu system and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I saw a password screen. So yeah, so it, it actually, that is very interesting that there's no way to get to it. Once you've played the game, that is kind of, I think a poor design choice. You know, if you don't, if you, I don't know. Cause I also hate when there's a timed continue thing at the end, like, you know, maybe I get pissed off and go take a piss straight in the immediately after playing. And I forget to hit continue. Like, and you're, yeah. then you're <laughs> uh, the idea, it is kind of an interesting and cool idea that I like, that you could even after it goes back to the title screen, just continue where you were. So I, I actually do kind of like that theoretically, but you do also, yeah, if you want to input a password that should be available to you without having to hit fucking reset. But yeah, again, I didn't even think about that. Cause I went to the, I went to the pig and I was like, Oh, I thought I could go to him and like input the password and check it out. But yeah, no, eh, whatever. Again, our fucking our cunty uh, demands of these old games are probably wildly unrealistic. <laughs> I wonder if they'll work on the remastered. Like, if I buy that version I'm and then play it, sure, I wonder. I'm sure it would be. I'm sure there's no passwords involved. I'm sure the if they if they did so much to fix kind of the things that sucked, just mechan you know, uh, control wise and such. I'm sure there's no because no you know no modern, yeah, no modern gamers dealing with passwords for sure. Unless they were just really going for some sort of nostalgia tick with that. I highly doubt that there's a password system and it's, I'm sure it's just safe state based like every fucking thing these days. Yeah, you're right. Oh, the second building has the well the demo tipped you off about and going down into. So I did that and it's not a small detour. Like I, I, I tried making it through the platforming area, ended up just blowing a jump. Thanks. Like it, see so like going out to the sewer and it takes you out into kind of, a fucking islandy area maybe is the best way like yeah but like yeah. you kind of you touched on it already but like it's early on i had no way like trying to 
take notes for this game, I guess, is what I'm getting at here. Like there was it was very difficult for me to establish a system to organize my notes early. I wasn't able to discern kind of the, a definable area bordering, you know what I mean? To to say like, okay, now I've entered this area and now we'll, we'll talk about that area. Like I didn't I wasn't able to define that until probably until I was mouse man in all honesty. And, and until oh, yeah. until it changed yep the characters and it gives you kind of like, okay, that's an area that leads up to the boss for that particular transformation. And like I was able to kind of figure it out that then, but early on, yeah, I was wandering around very lost as to how to define what the fuck. Cause you know, like we're playing dragon warrior right now too. Like that, that is also very undefined, but that's a very, that's how RPGs work. And like, I guess it, it harks to the idea of like kind of the, the limbo that this game exists in between RPG and action platformer, you know, uh, which yeah. is interesting, maybe, I guess, more so than anything. But uh, anyways, yeah, fucking getting out into that island. It's like an islandy area, kind of a platforming thing. And those this early on, definitely the slippery walking and running mechanics were a bitch for these these platforming things. And I ended up fucking falling down into the water early on and like my expectation was falling into that water for the first time that i was a goner <laughs> so it right. was actually, That's yeah, definitely. yeah for sure and it was kind of a nice surprise i guess it was a nice surprise that it is just another area you know what i mean so that was very unexpected to get like it was like totally to be totally shocked and maybe shock is a strong word but to have something totally unexpected happen in a 1988 game is not or 1989 game is not commonplace <laughs> you know yeah. like I, I see most fucking fastballs coming on these fucking things and the fact that something happened where i was like whoa oh didn't expect that was to me something worth mentioning for yeah. sure so, yeah if you fall off that fucker you go down in, in, into an entire new area and as you, you can't you're kind of handicapped not being the water-based character that what you will later become the piranha as the lizard so like Falling down into there is bad <laughs> because you can't. <laughs> it's it's tricky to work your way back out, but uh, it's you know it's not um, uh, not life ending by any length. But uh, just dicking around down there, I guess. And again, kind of just like no idea what to do and where to go. I'm just like I find a heart container in a chest and 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 a third yeah. building in the fucking like I, I I go out there have that happen died go back to town and then I just kind of start exploring the town more and I find a heart container in a chest in the third building getting me uh, to a much welcomed max of two hearts uh, which <laughs> I would find later on like I did not get all these at all what how many just out of curiosity well let's see let's we'll still save it I want to actually don't answer that <laughs> right. that's, that's kind of indicative of how far we got in the game and I'm curious whether we both got to the end of this fucker let it happen suspensefully the the hospital is the only thing after that you go over a little bridge in town there's a hospital there and it's 20 gold to heal up uh in there and you later find it's basically a 20 gold multiplier for every heart you have you know what i mean yeah so that's the way the, the hospitals work and at the end of this there's a big wall over here uh of blocks so you can't go further to the left so there's no you can't just walk out of town in either direction there are like these barriers basically that keep you walled in so the only way to get in and out of this place is through these obtuse exits that you know in the one case the fucking well to the sewer and then later you'll find a door up in the clouds that takes you to an area and da 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 da, da. so yeah it's it's not having someone here to direct you direct traffic and just having to find these things uh is fucking i don't know it's very obtuse very very obtuse so to 
so much time <laughs> trying <laughs> so to figure much. out which way to go. When... Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, speaking of going through doors, I, we this is one of the things that you and I badgered about with uh, very early on. I had a one of my biggest like, what the fuck with this game was the going through the doors thing. And, you know, in the manual, all it says is hitting up. You just have to hit up and then you go through them and like, so you're like, oh, fucking okay. And like uh, in the game, like it's not happening. And like, you know, so, so many times, especially early on when your character's weak, like you're like trying to get through a door as like an escape means to avoid getting whacked by something. And like, you want it to happen fast and like, it wouldn't fucking happen. And like, you know, no, <laughs> I'm jamming on it. And like, I'm trying to reposition myself. Like, am I, am I not in the right spot or something? Like, what the fuck is the problem? And that happened so many times early on. And you and I talked about it via text, and you were bitching about it too. And I, I would learn just by through trial and error, like by no direction of anything in the game or fucking the instruction manual, that you just have to hold it for like it's not even two seconds. It's not really much longer, and I don't. It's way too um, insignificant to know the the amount of time that's different, but. It is just a little longer than like every other game I've ever played. You know what I mean? It's just, and it's, just, oh, yeah. that's programmed into you as a retro gamer. Like, how long you're supposed to hold up to go through a fucking door in an old game is just like this thing that's entrenched in you. And if it doesn't happen that way, you're like, what the fuck? And like, <laughs> the idea that I didn't just try to hold it a little longer is so funny to me, you know, that I'm just so programmed to expect a certain thing by having done it so many times repeatedly in so many of these games and, and to have this like incredibly small variance be such a hiccup. It's, it's so funny to me, you know, because it is, you just hold well, these it are, at a nanosecond longer. <laughs> well, these are heavy wooden doors, Josh. I mean, come on. It's, it, it's, a, sure. he may be a lizard man or something, but it takes some, it takes some a time, little, some pull little, there, you know, effort. Yeah, a little yeah. effort. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's so small, but it it's somehow is still so such a vast jump from what is common practice for this mechanic at the time. You know, it was so so, true, was so frustrating for me early on. Uh, but yeah, you know, once once I figured that out, it was one hundred percent reliable and nothing to bitch about whatsoever. You know what I mean? Uh, and this it, having to spend so much time in this town early on too, the music was fucking killing me. It was repetitive. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was good, but, you know, it's so repetitive because of the amount of time you have to spend here. And it, definitely not Koji Kondo tier stuff. You know, it's not Zelda tier music by any length, but it, pretty good. Although very repetitive, having to spend so much time in this fucking town early on. And yeah, sure. there is a shop in here, uh, like a weapons and armor deal. And it, it has one of those smoking pigs in it. And you would come to find that that is who mans every single fucking shop in the game so I, I guess this is just a pig community that you live in here that you're trying to save <laughs> monster if this is monster land i guess monster land is occupied predominantly by pigs that's the the, the chief demographic <laughs> as far as the populace goes and going into these shops they're pretty fun the text below him reads shopping please and that's to me funny <laughs> again just slightly obtuse translation stuff probably but the this is basically the whole line of mithril shit is in here. The mithril armor for forty four gold. I uh, decide I should back into that well and do some grinding so I can get the rest of them. I got the shield and it, like this is where the, the first time there are some question marks in here. So again, you're not like it. It says in the instruction manual that you need to have charm things to be able to buy shit from stores, but that's not a direct explanation of it. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, or, or, or rather a concise explanation of it. It's like, okay, I got it, but you don't know how that's going to manifest itself, I guess. And I just assumed that they were 
I don't know what I assumed. Like I was like, I don't know. I clearly can't get that now. It does. It it shows you how much it is, I believe, but it does not. It's just a question mark as far as the icon goes, where it would normally be a sword, shield, or armor icon, and then there's nothing in the text box that would go next to it. So, you know, I didn't know what that meant. Like I have to. I'm assuming I have to do something more in the game, but I don't know what that milestone is necessarily. I certainly didn't assume. Okay, I got to go get charm fucking stones. Like that was not inherently uh, obvious to me. You know, this is a terrible like way to put this for me because it just <laughs> like there's zero information given it doesn't tell you what you're getting it doesn't tell you how many charm stones that you need right and it just tells you the gold it's like it could be 10 gold but that gold is going to be in red and you're like why i have 10 gold why can't i buy this right, yeah, Tar- too bad you don't have enough charm stones you yeah. don't know how much you need you don't know what you're going to get for this go fuck yourself like that's yep. basically what it is yeah, the, the the thing that and there's maybe there is, and I didn't find it, but there is no way to know. And that, yeah, that aspect of it, like we were talking earlier in, in the fucking what we're playing now section about wanting, not wanting to know the numbers or not see the numbers, but like if that's the only way to figure this out, like give me the, okay, fine, give me the numbers. <laughs> you know, I don't expect exactly. to have that figured out this long ago. Like that's more of a modern thing that I'm bitching about. Like, fine, give me the numbers here if, if that's what we have to do so I can fucking play this game responsibly and, and knowledgeably. Because, yeah, there's just no way to know. And there's just there's so many times. And, like, you know, this one's in the town. You come back to this town a million fucking times. But later in the game, you, you find shops in random-ass places out in the levels that you're not necessarily going to be tracking back across again. And, like, for to, to encounter that in one of these and not know what you have to do or how much grinding you would have to do. Like, do I want to spend that time? Is the, the cost benefit worth spending that time or just the aggravation in general worth spending that time to try to grind exactly. charm stones like that was so many times the case. And I, you know, even one time I was, I fucking subjected myself to doing so and still never got there. And that was so frustrating, you know, to spend wow. a side of time out in some fucked up place, just fucking hoping, and, you know, and the, the charm stones are not, they're not, I wouldn't call them rare, but it, you, there's certainly no predictable way to have them be generated. There's not; they don't come from a specific enemy or by killing a, an enemy a certain way. Like, there's no way to cheese that pickup mm-hmm. happening in your life. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very opaque and frustrating aspect of this game, to say the least. You know, and to have it applied, the the gatekeeping in this game is so much about your weapon and armor development like your, your your acquisition of these things and having them develop your characters like that is how you level up for the most part i mean yes you can find heart containers to some degree and that of course makes you more powerful but for the most part your character is advanced in the way rpg game characters are advanced by way of the the weapons armor and shields that you get you know so to have that be so gate kept in such this opaque way is a very frustrating aspect of this game for sure yeah definitely a turn off as much as i liked about this game that was just so frustrating every time even in these places where i'd have to go two and three times because hey i don't have the right form right now and i didn't know that or something yep. and running into some far away special chest and i'm just like man come on i i don't know what form i need to be in for this or like i don't know yeah like i'm never coming back here again like bottom line yeah, I don't want to go back here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely there's things I didn't get in the game for sure, you know. And I would find later on, like some of my difficulties late game, hinged on that that I did not, I was not getting mm. every fucking thing that you could get in the game. It hurt me for sure. It made things frustrating late in the game. But yeah, like with this first one, this in this first case with the mithril armor line and, and the one being blocked out when I came back and then I went out and you know 
grinded a little bit to get more gold. I just, I just, that was like my only solution. Like, do I need more gold? What the fuck's happening here? So, you know, I do that and then come back to the same store and it was then available to me. And like, yeah, honestly, the way I fucking like the thing I took away from that was, I guess the smoking pig just adopted a more efficient inventory process while I was out. And now he knows what the fuck <laughs> he had, you know, cause it was there. Like, like if you think about like really the nuts and bolts of running a business that way, like, you know, it's like, yeah, how could they just not know what's there? Like, and you know, or why would they not be willing to sell that one thing? Like, that's such a weird thing. Maybe they're racist pigs or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> It'd come back in a different form, but now it's all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't do business with fucking lizards. lizards. I don't do with lizards. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. So, um, all the way at the end of this well area, you, you fucking, and that's what, that's funny, like, the fact that I was even calling it the well area, it's not the well area, that's like, it's an island area that, like, goes into the lava area, but, like, I thought of this early on in my notes here, I called it the well area, which is not, whatever, but, yeah, <laughs> I find this large red structure of some, some kind, and then a door after where you can score a key and entry into a shop with some more expensive shit in it, with, uh, this is just the goblin armor that I w- would find in this area, and then a currently unknown item for 1980 gold, and to me, like, thinking about the economy of, of early game, you know how much 1980 gold represents to an early game player like i was like man that must be the shit whatever that is <laughs> you know, <laughs> can't wait to get whatever the fuck that is uh so yeah that was funny to me and then yeah you can kind of grind outside here though there's like these the blue side crawlers and 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 uh i found those to be worth like an eight to 20 gold a pop thing so i did some more grinding mm-hmm. and okay. this was the first time you i would encounter the Probably the most frustrating to me in the game, in my opinion, those clouds that fire shit down. Oh on my your head. gosh, those are like the Latitude things from Mario. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's, what they are. Rip off to me. Yep, that's exactly the fucking equation I made as well, for sure. And those fucking suck in Mario too, a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can like bounce up on stuff and jump on their heads easily. The, here, unless you have an arrow, you're just kind of avoiding. You right. Know? Let's and that's you know that's I didn't again because I. They were up. I didn't understand how to employ them, and therefore didn't. I didn't like. They're pretty abundant. You get all of them. It's not like you're like struggling to find those things. But it just I don't know because it was it was a menu based thing. Like, I don't know. I just didn't even bother yeah. to fight them, and so I didn't know that the arrow is what I needed to use to kill that thing until after them fucking my life up a number of times. So <laughs> that was something too. And like, you know, I mean, that, you I still have know. to time it once you get it. It's not like yeah. you can get it. You got to time it up. Uh-huh. And yeah, you, with those two, yeah, you're you know you're running and trying to like you want it, you're trying to get in that spot where like you avoid the projectile coming down at you, but also in a place where you can shoot up and hit it. Like yeah, it was it was a very one of the more difficult things to do in the game, without a doubt. You know, even late when it was less important and like taking damage, you were more, you know better defended. Like it was still just frustrating, even when it wasn't yeah. necessarily dangerous. It yeah, never well, got here. We go again. <laughs> yeah, necessarily easy. Uh, yeah, every time you buy one of the things in the shops, every every single shop in the game, in every case, you buy it, and then it goes to a sold-out status after you do so. So all the shops in the game only have one of each one of these things, and uh, this imposed a lot of stress on my character in my roleplay that I had so much, that I was relied on so much to support this entire economy that way. <laughs> <laughs> that my going out and grinding was with this, these communities were going to sustain themselves was a very was a, he- a heavy emotional weight on me <laughs> yeah so like in this case with that 1980 gold thing that was all that was at the goblin armor shop like i i ground i ground grinded ground out here to get the 1980 gold thinking that it was just red because i didn't have the amount of gold necessary 
and got in there and still couldn't get it. And like, that was, that pissed me off so much. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was just right. another instance, like that fucking thing. This was another really? point in which I took a day break in between playing <laughs> this game. At least I was just like, yeah. no, forget yeah. this game. And yeah, this is where you found the key for the first time too. So yeah, I headed back to town and you find you could open that door and then go up into the sky and that's where you find the separate area where you can really make some headway early on in the game, you know. Obtuse undertaking to get to that point. And using the key, as we're talking about these these key things, it doesn't make you select the keys. You can just open the door, like open the door as you would any other. So like we were, we were talking about this with Dragon Warrior, like that you have to go select the key. And like it's so it's commendably the usage of that item is worth commending because not every game can pull that off. So it has it has a, a rather seamless use of the keys. So that was that that made me happy uh, that I didn't have to do some dumb shit to employ fucking items in this game. And so yeah, <laughs> head into that door back in the town, and, and it's like this little internal area. It gives you a little bounce pad. You jump up to another fucking little platform. There's another bounce pad, little doorway thing. It takes you into a sky area and then another door and that takes you into the desert area. And this is really where for the first time that you're going to be on track, I guess. <laughs> the, the track that you will learn to, to, to uh, is the way this game works. This is the first time that I had any inkling of how the game was going to function. You know what I mean? And this desert area, I would, I mean, I actually, I, like it's, it's an entire note detour, but like I when I first went to this desert area, I asked you, this is where I was a, a very stuck thing because I didn't think to go left here when I first came into the desert yep. area. I went right, and that takes you to the lava zone and what eventually becomes a dead end. And that, of course, was very frustrating because I just had no idea where to go. And fucking until talking to you, and I, I think I, I did I had an FAQ up, I, I believe, to, to realize. And like it was one of those things where you're like, you're, you know, the, the FAQs are obviously in linear form it's a fucking text file so i'm like looking i'm I'm reading down i'm like okay i've done that i've done that i've done that and then the second i as i was getting to going through this door and and you know it tells you just to go left even before i got there i was like i could feel it coming that i did something stupid you know (laughs) i could feel it getting there and the fact that it was telling me to go somewhere i'd already been i was like oh my god no (laughs) and sure enough yes all you have to do is go left when you walk through that door to the desert and instead of going right and that you know you're on track but yeah I, I wasted an entire playstation play session basically trying to get around the lava zone and fucking figure out what the hell's going on over there uh, a way to get further in the game before i realized and faq'd up to, to, to go. oh man i did that the same thing yeah I, clearly we went through the exact same thing and i got super frustrated and this i i didn't play for like two or three days in between like after this because i did it here that much and then I did it again as the freaking mouse because I'm like, okay. And that's when I was texting you because I went all the way back to the right again and still couldn't go because I was on the wrong side of that door. Yeah. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding? It wasn't until much later that I could come back again. Yeah. And I was just, yeah. Like, yeah, like that, that to me is just, I can't imagine being a kid yeah, not having no, save no states. Out there and save states. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, yeah. I would just, just like I don't know if I would have just like taken the time to figure it out, but I immediately felt suicide. stressful. Child, like, child when, suicide. <laughs> <laughs> like I immediately got stressed out when I realized I could go left on like every level because then it's like, well, I then I have to go everywhere, and it feels like I'm gonna be playing this game forever. You know what I mean? It's just like how many options are there if I can go left on every level now? Yeah. Like I was expecting linear. This is definitely not linear. I feel like I need to start over again. <laughs> 
<laughs> you said that in drag work. That's, that's funny that's your solution. You're like, I can't fucking take this. I'm just starting again. <laughs> well, it's funny that's your inherent solution for, for these games. <laughs> well, like, if I feel like I did something stupid, like starting off with the wrong attributes and kind of a game like that, then I just feel like, all right, I I came in with this thinking of it. My dad told me in the to wrong do something, way. not to do it half-assed. Yeah, I mean, just that whole expectation that you're kind of in the town. The town is your base of operations, and from here, you have to branch out depending yeah, on and all these different the armor that you have. Right. Not, and that, and that not, is, hey, that was World One. This is World Two. Then World Three. Yep. Nope, not like that. And that's yeah, that's very. It's good that you put it that way. That is worth mentioning. That 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 is kind of if you like think about the way this game. If you like try to uh, visualize the map of what this game is it is like the town is just this hub and then every level is kind of just this offshoot in a different direction that you're going to go yep. into all the way to the end of and then come back you know and that is very much the way the layout of the the physical layout of this game works um so yeah and the, the part you were mentioned we'll get to it in more detail but the part you're mentioning yep. where you're mouse man and you're trying to get over that wall to get what what amounts it's amounts to the thunder saber area that it that is probably the biggest gate in the game as far as like things something to figure out it being obtuse and like that's such it's such a big breakthrough to figure that out i was so i did not need to faq for that shockingly and i was so mm. proud of myself because when i got like when i when i sorted it out i was like oh it was it's such an elaborate thing because yes i was over there as the mouse person too and the lizard actually so like i spent so much time yeah. there prior and like once i like i was over there as mouse man and like i was like oh like it, it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks and i was like oh i need to swim over that oh fuck and then i can like there must be a way to turn into mouse and i can run out that wall then like when that all fucking dawned on me i was like oh my god and that's really when i got some traction and i really started enjoying this game uh so yeah the i'm sure assuming hoping you got past that i hope it, it got a little better and a little more fun because yeah early on it, it is until you get to that point this game is very like what the fuck man what is going on here <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. Until I started thinking of the level that way and started, and I wasn't watching like playthroughs or anything. I was just kind of like, okay, yeah. reading more about the game and like, what did I miss? What am I? What? Am, and just thinking of it differently. And then finally, once I get the Piranha Man, and it was like, okay, there was water over there. That's the way. Okay, like I immediately, like immediately dawned on me. Okay, yep, that I got to go back there again. That's the flow. And then, yep. yep, same thing. <laughs> yep. So. We digress back on track with the actual way this game works. You're going to the desert area, and if you if you go left, the you're you're passing through a range of screens, and there's like fucking a lot of cobras as there would be in deserts. I, I, I guess it's worth mentioning too that the desert looks pretty impressive. Like it environment wise, it's easily one of the cooler looking environments. I feel you know, like I just I'm kind of impartial to ancient Egypt type stuff, and there's some pyramids, of course, at the end, and a sphinx and shit, so the, I, I enjoy that too, just as far as set pieces go, so I, I enjoyed this area just visually, probably more so than maybe any other in the game. And it's very, uh, it's very Mario Brothers 2 to me, Sure, you know, with yeah. a lot of the deserts, very similar. Yeah, and, and if we, uh, if we want to unjustly compare that, but yes, yes, and I enjoy this <laughs> very much in Mario too. Uh, yeah, it was like the the going left thing. I blowing through my notes here. Like I wrote this down. It was like what occurred to me once I was read that was I was what I thought it was Monster Party, dude. How there was that part in Monster Party where you have to go left instead of right at the you, oh. you know, and like I just did not see it coming. And how frustrated I was when I found out. In the case of Monster Party, same thing, you know. But I fucking did. <laughs> it's such a rarity in this generation of gaming that it is. I don't know. You know, it's it's almost like it's frustrating and annoying, but you have to 
kind of almost nod to the developers like to get you're getting outside the box and finding a way to get outside the box in these for the most part linear old games is is probably should be yeah. commended and operated but yeah <laughs> we're only frustrated because <laughs> this is because we were too stupid to think of it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah but so you get you get through you get to blow through those those kind of just open desert areas uh, with the cobras and shit and uh, there's some cloud things in here too annoyingly and yeah you eventually see some pyramids which look quite no nice on the aesthetic note in my opinion but but uh, there's some tunnels before that you can go down and then you can alternatively go past those tunnels and climb up the side of the pyramid which is pretty cool I think and yeah. I'm <laughs> fortunate enough to think to do and it's like it's, yeah it's multiple screens that you got to jump up on little steps on each on the side of the pyramid there so you know it requires a little bit of that ducktails mentality of fence testing to to for it to occur to you that that might be something you could do you know what I mean so yeah it it is kind of very much uh, a secret area entryway so you go up there you come down the other side and there's a goblin guarding the sphinx that looks awesome and i would say that is probably the best set piece in the entire game for sure the sphinx looks very cool and very cool. yeah it's quite about the goblins and those dudes kind of chuck spears at you low to the ground even though he's tall and that as far as cause like not every character can duck but this one can and like ducking you know the way to defend the enemy sprites that shoot projectiles is to fire back and kind of nullify their projectile. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. if, if it's coming, they, they often, they can either come high or low in the, in the case of the lizard whose stuff normally is on the high track, having to stop your little run and shoot a fucking, a low to the ground uh, projectile <laughs> is not, it's not, it's not the easiest thing at all to say the least. So, the sunflowers are also a great example. There's a lot of those in this area too. And some some of them are tall, some of them are low to the ground. And like, you know, you have to you're kinda, you know, your 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 character's fast. I mean, relative relative to just the space, your characters move fast. And that's part of the slippery thing we already talked about. So like you're you're hauling ass along and one of these clips out on the screen ahead of you, you have nanoseconds to react and fire back. <laughs> or you're taking oh, it out. Yeah. You know? So yeah. It's uh uh, it's not the most pleasant or easily employed mechanic, um, particularly early on here. So I had to watch that... myself on many occasions doing that, though. Like, just, just haul an ass, and all of a sudden, something just shows up. I'm like, yep. oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyhow, into the Sphinx. And this is uh, an, in true secret area fashion. It's another Max Heart container. Pretty hot. So the that got me up to three at the time and then so going back to the well on the other side of the pyramids you go down in here and there's a there's, there's little orange and yellow dudes they're called fairies in the manual and they look to me like the mask from the scream movies when you kill them like that's, <laughs> I, I don't know if you you made that association or not but i absolutely they did look kind of like that yeah, yeah. So, so and this is clearly long before those so that's something they definitely were not ripping off <laughs> <laughs> so you work your way in the, we drop, after dropping on the pyramid you work your way all the way back up to the top of the pyramid you know past some goblins and shit and you score a key and you head into a locked door and you go through another area. it's kind of like a tomb area that I, I thought was rather cool as well just as far as the aesthetic of it goes and in here there's a bunch of the, the fucking red toads dude the toads are one of the most fucked up enemies in the game for sure <laughs> Yeah, they oh, like. Man. I just ran. I just ended up running under them, man. Forget really? that. Yeah, yeah. They, each, each one is running under. Yeah, all the enemies, not all of them, but most of the enemies have 
a different coloring system to them, you know, or, or, or different colors rather within like that subset of enemy. And they're usually like in the case of the toads, there's red, there's green ones. And I believe those are entirely stationary. Uh, and then red ones will do one jump. If you come near them, and then the blue ones jump. I would later learn three times. Suck. Stop. Yeah. The blue ones really suck. There's a bunch of them in the lava area. I would later learn that those are, they jump three times and stop, but you know, that's not something you're going to pick up first time through for sure immediately. <laughs> so, so the blue ones definitely have sucked a great deal. So yeah, the toads are, are one of the tougher enemies to deal with. I think particularly early on in the game, there's some shit late that suck more, but they were frustrating for sure. Uh, At least we learned that, or I learned that if you hold down the button longer as the lizard, you actually shoot longer, you know, really? a longer blast. I never fucking learned that, motherfucker. Really? Yeah. yeah so like it, when those it, uh, those annoying screen. spear guys would come near me, dude, I would just like if I like I I learned it if I was farther back and held the button down, it would shoot much longer. If I just like oh, tapped man. it or pressed it quicker, he would shoot like a shorter blast. Hundred uh, yeah. percent. I never try it out. I, I never thought. <laughs> I don't. I'm never playing this game again for sure. <laughs> at, least not, at least not in this form. I guess maybe I'm sure that yeah. in the remaster I would play the remaster, but. Yeah, no, I never that, and that never occurred to me. And I that was honestly, I, I without a doubt, some of those platforming areas. I think again that fucking lava zone where with the sunflowers and shit on those platforms, like you have to get just close enough with. Oh, and that's why I used it a lot. Yeah, sure, that's where I learned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I, that never dawned on me. That should have been in the goddamn manual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they capped this little runoff with a a, a a somewhat unique all springboard area. That you have to go through like it's just like a whole floor lined with springboards and there's shit flying around in them that they have to deal with as you're constantly jumping high and kind of like it's not the it's not the easiest con- most easily controlled area with your sprite because of those springboards you know so that adds some added challenge and kind of a unique idea that uh you know worth mentioning i guess it's kind of cool and there's some fake wall action going on here as well before you get into your first boss battle and let me just start by saying, having now done two of them, that the yeah the boss. This is where I thought to myself, the boss battles fucking blow in this game. <laughs> like they're they're yeah. not necessarily fun. There's very little skill to it. It was just a matter of kind of beating your head against the wall till they run out of HP, and I, I found that very frustrating. Yeah, even the second one again, that that riding on the error current thing, getting hit over and over and over again until the game. What what felt to me completely. Uh, without, you know, there was no rhyme or reason to it. It just dropped you off onto the ground whenever it felt like, you know. Uh, and that, to me, fucking just absolutely sucked. Absolutely sucked. Yeah. I agree. They were super annoying. It's it's It was weird to, to go from a game like a DuckTales or something like that, one of the other games you play, pick a game, where you're like six hits and the boss is done. Whereas this one, it's like, all right, These I have were... to hit this boss how many times? Yeah, they were absolutely slogs. And that, it, to some degree, I don't know, you know, which specific, if you're saying in, in a blanket sense, like I also was thinking at this time, and I would be thinking later on, a lot of it is predicated on your item use and equip what you're equipped and stuff. Like, I think it was the fifth boss, dude. Yeah. And when we get there, dude, oh my God, it was fucking impossible. And like, I was so upset. And I ended up cheating, actually. The only time, in the, I think it's the only time I cheated in the game, used a game genie code for invincibility because I was like, I'm getting this guy. Like, I'm taking one damage from him every fucking time. And he's fucking 
<laughs> slams my ass, man. There's just no way I'll ever beat this. Go fuck yourself. And, you know, after that, I found out the fact I had like, the wrong shit equipped and that, you know, I'm sure he would have been much easier had that not been the case. So, you know, part of it is trial and error that I didn't I didn't go far enough on. And that's, you know, that's fucking the player's fault, really, more so than anything. But sure, sure. In, in a general sense, yeah, they're, I, I'm not a big fan of the boss fights in most of the cases. And this one was, it was, you know, it was luckily he took very little HP, I don't know if I just happened to have the right armor on. Uh, I can't imagine I was wearing anything other than the Mithril one. Or I guess I would have the Goblin armor, actually, in this case, for this boss. So maybe that was a particularly good one for this specific boss, which is the Mummy Dragon. And, you know, he fit only the Mummy in a pyramid, so that makes sense. But uh, he fires this. I don't know what even would be considered, but he fires, like, some green shit. <laughs> like, the, to me... <laughs> The sprite looked from it looked very much like the green blotch icon on the website Rotten Tomatoes for movies it doesn't like. They don't like on there. That, that, <laughs> it does little, look like that. Yeah, yeah, it looks that, that's what I, that's what I thought when I saw those. But it fires a bunch of those, and um, I had a couple potions in stock, which I guess we never mentioned those. That's a mechanic in this game. So you have these potions that are kind of like they're like the fairies. If you in, in Zelda, if you die it will just automatically replenish. You can't use them. There's no way to select them and use them. And yeah. did you, I mean, I, it, it seemed completely random how much life they would give me, by the way. Like, the dude, post- yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes I, I would get, like, full health. Other times I'd get one, and I'm yeah. like, wait, why did I get one this time? Like, right, yeah, and dude, I did, I'm sure you did too, did plenty of save scumming loads in these fucking oh, boss battles. So, it, it wasn't even the same, like, you know, it's not like... I, I would be shocked if this had been the case anyways, that like, you know, there's no differentiation thing. That's just a counter. I think the most you can get any time is three up on the screen next to, you know, top right corner of the screen and your little status bar. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't imagine like there's no, like it's not like there's different kinds of potions that would do different amounts of healing. Like, but when I would save scum load, like they would, and you know, you go back through your potions and eventually die again and have to load again. But going through that routine, it would be different amounts even within those loads, you know what I mean? So it was, it was just a completely random amount that those fucking things would, would work for, and I don't know. I guess that's, you know, yeah. that's probably realistic. If, if, you, if you had magic potions that healed you, like, you know, the biology, the, the specific recipe in that particular flask would be a little different. It could be a little older than the one, you know, like it, it, I can buy into it just from like within the confines mm. of the narrative. Like I can make sense of that in my head. It's not like completely ridiculous to me, but it is very not how these things usually work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Normally there's some consistency there, you know, the right. Yep. 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 Uh, so yeah, I, I thankfully had a couple of those in stock and I would just ram my head into the wall enough times to defeat his ass on the first try. Luckily I didn't have to yep. do any, any loading on, in this particular boss battle, but it still wasn't fun by any length. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, again, didn't get any coins from the blue flame after he died. That fucker got me before I could, could, could score any dough. And that was, I was like a, it's such a like, fuck, <laughs> like, I, like, like, honestly, like, you know, like I'll get like genuinely pissed off with these boss battles, but that's the kind of thing where you're like, it, you know, it's not necessarily a. It's not enough of a consequence to get genuinely angry, but it is just like a very fuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because you're like, man, like a... I got to get gold to buy all this stuff in the town that I don't have. Right. Yeah. It. So it's, I would call those the most fun frustrations of this game. Those things, you know. Yeah. So if once that, however, your blue flame situation goes in that case, you then become mouse man. And I was back on track with the purpose when this happened. Like I, that, when that happened, I was like, OK, kind of like that again, just kind of started getting the feel the. Uh, Feeling the flow, feeling the flow of this baby. You know, it's circular. <laughs> See, you were feeling the flow right now, and I was not, because I grabbed the mouse man armor. I was feeling good at this point, because I'm like, sweet, I changed something else. I think I'm getting it. 
But then now that I got the mouse armor, uh, my immediate thought was, let me go back east because that's where that little wall was. And so I went all the way back down, all the way, you know, through the fire, all the way back east to that dead end and still couldn't get anywhere. And that's when I was just like, what the dude, come on now. Like I, like I just changed forms. Why can I not go through that wall? And I was super frustrated. Like this, it was at this point that I spent the most time like trying to figure out what was happening until I found, until I figure out like how to get to the maze and continue on. So frustrated here. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't mean to imply that it was all clear sailing from here. Uh, I definitely, I definitely spent some frustrating time as Mouse Man too, but just in a general sense, like just getting the structure of fucking how the game worked. Like I was like, oh, oh yeah, for I, sure, I can see, sure. I can see how this cycle is going to go now. You know, because uh, yeah. you, you've now progressed through like its own. You're, you're one of the, the you've now done the first side track, the, the first offshoot of that. You know, thing we the kind of structure we talked about. But yeah, yeah so the training to the Mouse Man, your stats jump a shit ton, like sixfold <laughs> from what they were as Lizard Man. So that was interesting to me and welcomed of course you can now jump on walls and ceilings of a certain kind they have a certain look to them and that i was thinking to myself yes yeah i'm gonna go back to the lava castle now i literally wrote that down I'm like okay that's where i'm going <laughs> back to the lava castle after having spent yeah. all that time over there errantly instead of going left to the desert so i thought that was where i had to go as well and, and they do this with all of them all the after the transformations happen for the first time after the boss battle that gives it to you and this is cool good good game design they kind of like give you a uh, a softball lob of how to use it and, and an opportunity to use it and get good at it you know and outside after turning to mouse man they have a door back into the pyramid so you can kind of test it out you know which is smart so especially this one too because it's probably the the trickiest and hardest to to get the hang of as far as uh character specific mechanics go Yep. Like going because you like when you, you know, you learning to like hold you jump up and you hold the direction of the wall you want to go. And then if you want to change onto like the ceiling or make a turn, if that's what you want to call it on staying stuck to the wall, you kind of got to go to the end and then hit the direction that you want to go. Yep. You don't want to jump, of course, that'll take you knock you off the wall. And that was something they kind of have to get used to. So having a a benign area where you can try that out is, is a nice thing for sure and it is i definitely did that yeah yeah it's it's not an uneventful journey out of the pyramid thankfully as they incentivize you to, to, to do that so you you're kind of like working your way out figuring that shit out for it's it's not even just a short area you kind of got to do a lot of that shit to get out of there and then there's also a door you can only get to by scurrying on the ceiling to it. So again, kind of just showing you that this dude, especially with Mouse Man, because I think this is Mouse Man is also the, the character where this is most applicable, where there are areas in the game that are, you know, they use Mouse Man as the way that these areas open up to you, you know, and this is an instance of that too, to kind of teach you that there, these are going to be the case. There's an area in here where yeah, there's a chest with a ton of dough and, and there's, that is one of the fun things in the game too. You'd find there's these areas, little kind of, I call them like basically treasure rooms where, and actually it definitely should be called that because I believe the song track name for those rooms is like treasure or something or other. It's like a treasure <laughs> song, you know? So yeah, the, uh, in this particular one, there's, you, you walk into the chest and it opens up and then shit just starts flying out of it. it, it also, it, to, to give it a Nintendo equation, it's like when you open up the chest in Mario 3, how the things just kind of fly out up into the air at you. It's like a very a kind of aggressive flight pattern <laughs> for, for a, uh, an inanimate object to take. You know what I mean? <laughs> to come out of a, a, a chest is pretty fun. So yeah, so that happens. In this case, there's like a bunch of charm stones and, and a full life, uh, full heart 
refill deal in there. And then there's also a store, which is often the case in these treasure rooms too. There usually be a store, a chest, and then a room, uh, a, a warp zone room, kind of. You know, and in the case of this store, there's a it's where the, it's called the Dancing Shield, and it's I think the best shield for Mouse Man in particular. And that was 430 bucks, so I scored that. Luckily, I had enough dough for it. And then, yeah, there's a warp zone door that takes you back to town, and that's a dope programming choice. I appreciate it immensely that you didn't have to then trek your sorry ass back through that <laughs> area to get back to town, you know. So, so yeah, that that is the full loop that now we will experience for every one of these levels. You will do the thing, do the offshoot. There's a warp, beat the boss. There's a warp zone back to the town, and then you know head to the next offshoot. So. Going back to the town for the first time, though, like I was thinking, like maybe things would change in town. There would be some sort of difference. Maybe the shop would have some different shit in it, and that was not the case. <laughs> <laughs> nope. uh, yeah, yeah, the shop had the exact same shit in it. It was all sold out. There was, though, I did. I would learn that the on the, the or realize, I guess, not necessarily learn that the wall on the left side of town is a mouse wall, so you can get over it now. So that you know, it was very obvious where to go, kind of next for me in that case because i happen to find that i guess maybe you didn't find that because it seems to take you a while to find the forest yeah, area I mean, it wasn't until later because like i said i went right first and did all that and i was super frustrated because that took me a while you know and then yeah once i kind of went all the way back i think i went i was like forget this found an earlier save to where i was in the town and then I was like, all right, let me just go left. And, and it was at that point that I saw, oh, okay, you got this wall you can go over and started kind of understanding the whole, all right, now I need to go left. Right. Thanks. Yeah. This is another offshoot for sure. So, yeah, so this offshoot is then a – it's a forest area, I guess is the simplest way to describe it. And there's a, as soon as you drop over that wall and into the area, there's a shop with some new shit in it. And uh, I didn't have the charm to buy at the time, so that was that was frustrating. Sorry, check that. That's back in town. So you go over that wall, and there's a shop in the town before you even go into the area, rather. And that stuff was was a too heavy of a charm for me to buy at the time, so couldn't get any of that. But then, yeah, you go into the forest area, and immediately in the forest area, there is a sh- there's another shop with shit that I was able to buy. So uh, that was nice, I guess. I'm pretty sure I was not able to buy any of that stuff. <laughs> that's, that's probably also probably because that is I think that is more mouse specific, at mouse advantageous shit that uh, that probably hurts your progress too. I think because yeah, having that shit definitely, definitely ramped up my stats as the mouse. And uh, yeah, going into this fucking jungle area, there's a shit ton. There's a bunch of screens with those Lakuti, Lakitu is the way that actually the name. Like fuckers, the clouds firing down in your head, and yeah, those things suck. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just kind of hope like just go, if you want to engage them, you can. But most of this is yes. I was just kind of tearing ass through this, hoping to fucking avoid any any of the bullshit. And they, well, this is one of my favorite things in the game, probably. There after that, you encounter this. It's a mouse maze basically, and it's kind of just like a, a little <laughs> yeah. maze area that's just tall enough for the mouse to fit through, and you kind of got to walk on the ceiling and like it's it's a puzzle basically because they. Uh, they use, they they obstruct this maze with another Mario beast, bestiary ripoff. The, the, even in the name, they're called the same thing. They're called Sparks, and they are the the small. What? Electric, yeah, they're, they're, they're called, called the same. Yeah, uh. they're called they're called the small electric, small electrically charged balls that skim along on all sides of platforms. So in this case, they're red at least. They're not black like in Mario Two, but still pretty blatant. I feel. 
So yeah, if you, those are wow. buzzing around this fucking maze, and you got to kind of figure out how to. You do have a sword, so you can kill them if you're able to time it right. So you don't necessarily have to avoid them entirely, but mostly it's kind of just figuring out how to get through to the different exits that are in the top left corner of the maze. And that was a fun employment of his skill set, I thought. So after you bop out of there, you get into a kind of a denser jungle area, and this uh, sorry, sorry, this is where the shop was, and there's uh, the the line of equipment in there was the Shogun line of equipment. So yeah, I scored all that shit, and because uh, you got I, that, oh man, yeah. I didn't get yeah. any of that. I didn't have yeah. any of that. So I'm like, what is this? Well, stuff? I, had, I don't even know what that does. The, the only reason that I was able to do that was because I stacked all that paper in the lava zone area in my fucking errant, whatever. Uh, uh, you know, so I yeah, I had a bunch of gold left over from that fucking uh, dead end, basically that I spent time in. So that was, I guess, a a, a positive side to something that was a very negative experience for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i was getting i was kind of getting into this is where i got the new equipment and i was kind of getting into a groove in the gameplay at this point and i was dare i say starting to really enjoy myself uh i enjoyed the music here in the jungle area a great deal mouse wall you can kind of run down or the smart player might think to run up it and it takes you to like if you go up it takes you to a castle spanning two screen vertically and you have this is, this is a very cool kind of like real-time problem solving thing too that i thought was was kind of nice of a design choice you gotta like run up this wall all the way like you, you know kind of see the whole castle as you pass it on the right hand side as you run up the wall and then you had to jump off of it from all the way at the top and land on this little tiny platform that's on the screen the, the first screen below you know what i mean and there's a door yeah. on the platform and there's also a flying thing that flies at you and tries to fucking frag your ass so it's like it's a very cool use of vertical space for a game you know of this time i, I thought and uh again if we gotta if yeah. we must if we must equate it to nintendo shit it was kind of reminiscent of mario 2 mechanics where you're you know like even the beginning of the game you drop out of that door in mario 2 and you kind of fall a bunch of screens and it teaches you that you can use vertical space to some degree and that that was new for mario 2 and it was a cool use of it here too so I liked that. It took me numerous safe scum loads to hit the platform and get it right. <laughs> but, but oh, really? Uh, I, I hit on the first try. Did you? Uh, Fuck you, man. Yeah. yeah, it took me a bunch. Yeah. Of <laughs> but usually those are accompanied with frustrated fucks and other mean things I say to my computer. But in that case, I was actually enjoying it. It was, it was <laughs> a challenge I enjoyed. But well, I was thinking like you know having that safe scum opportunity like i cannot no doubt would have been a a, a high risk reward trade-off for for og hardware participants you know <laughs> oh yeah yeah for sure so it's it's a locked interest to the castle that uh i'm guessing is, is a i was assuming it would be a more advantageous entry point than the one you enter if you went down that wall so i was assuming like i like had cheese something in the game i would later find out that that's just what you have to do to, <laughs> to progress but i assumed that i had like cracked a code of some sort you know yeah uh doing that so I, I was very pleased with myself once i once i managed it but inside you are in a castle of course as walking through the door suggests you would be and this whole place is comprised of two sprite high tunnels lined with 
50 firestone turrets that are just you know blasting constantly and it requires you to basically tactfully oscillate between jumping from floor to ceiling and kind of just working your way through it's not even a maze it's very obvious what the track is so i shouldn't call it a maze but mm-hmm. it's, it's just these tunnels basically that have all these turrets and you gotta just bounce between ceiling to, to the floor and i thought it was a cool mechanic and and i thought it was a good exercising of mouse man's skill set in a like you know in the boss in, in a boss area uh it does get a little tedious but i mean uh, you you're saying you were pissed off about it when you were texting me when you were going through it but i i, I liked this area i thought i thought it was cool <laughs> Well, it was it was fun. It just took a while to get, you know, like it it seemed like you had to do the same mechanic and, and kind of avoid the same enemies and you had to do that for a while and then you had to go to the next screen and do more of it. And you yeah. had to go to the next screen. And you had to flip yeah. down and I was like, Oh yeah. man, oh my gosh. And then one mistake if you had like low health and you were screwed, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it it is a little tedious in that yeah, you have to basically so it's like it's got two sides, uh, basically, and you have to work your way all the way up the left side. And then you go down this air shaft in the middle to the very bottom of it again. And then you work your way back up in exactly the same fashion, the right side mm-hmm. of, the, of the castle to get to the door that you have to get to to the boss battle. And, you know, I don't know, it, 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 that, that aspect of it was kind of like it's just a little bit re- repetitious. But the I liked the mouse mechanic controls so much and they were so reliable that I didn't find it frustrating at all that, you know, I, I actually kind of enjoyed it, even though it was a little bit of a slog. Oh man, what I what I found frustrating was the boss itself. Like it, it was at this point where I got to the mouse man, the the dragon zombie. Mm-hmm. Like this is where I really noticed the whole hey, you know, going from like five or six hits, eight hits, whatever to kill a boss to this one came in handy because like at first I was using like the fireballs and like you know, it's only taking like one to two health from him each time. And I'm like, man, this is taking forever. So like, and <laughs> I'm at the boss though, with only like two hearts of health or like one and a half or somewhere like it's a low amount of health already. So like if I, when I start jumping and hitting him with the sword, all I, all it takes is one time for me to hit him and I lose like a full heart and I'm kind of screwed. Yeah. And so like, it was at this point where I was like, man, really, I just got to keep jumping back and forth over and over. Like eventually I did it, but like, yeah, this boss not, was just not super not frustrating. Yeah, not yeah. fun for me at all here. Yep. Yeah, he says, yeah, so this cat spends a lot of time on the floor protruding up just a little bit. And then, like, that kind of, like, bump on the ground races back and forth across the screen. And, and it is kind of, I like just the mechanic of that, like, dragon zombie. Like, that's, you know, the idea, like, you think of Night of the Living Dead and, like, the fucking zombie crawling out of the ground. You know, that's kind of what they're going yeah. for there. And I thought yeah. that was a cool visual implementation of that, of the idea of what the boss is supposed to be. But, yeah, it, like, flies back and forth two or three times, and then he would pop up out of the ground and, after a beat, start firing a very persistent stream of projectile breath. And if you get caught in the breath, you're doing that fucking air current ride damage deal up into the, <laughs> yeah. up into the air until he's spent and heads back underground. And that of course fucking sucks. But it, yeah, it is, this was, this one was, it was imperative that you get into a rhythm with the dude. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like jump over him twice as he passes underground. And as soon as he pops up, you got to whack him in the middle with your sword without running into him, ideally, which is not easy, as you described. And that very, that's like a very brief beat he has before he starts firing the projectile. And if you do, it kind of like nullified his, that, that 
cycle for him. He would just go back underground yeah. and repeat the cycle without ever firing his shit off. So if you did get into a routine with him, you could avoid him attacking at all, which was, you know, that was certainly the only time I can think yeah. of with the boss battles where that was the case. So uh, I wasn't as pissed off here because I was able to figure that pattern out. But yeah, if you, if, if you missed it, you, there was no way to get around getting hit and then you're spending that whole fucking air current ride thing. Um, yeah, it was very frustrating. But theoretically, I, think it, I don't think it would have taken me as long if I had actually had like four hearts or something or full hearts. But just the fact that I was coming there with like a heart and a half or something like one with the small sword, you know, yeah. hitbox. Yeah. Like if I run into him once, it's kind of game over because, you know, one mistake and it's yeah. all right. One more and you're dead, son. For the rest for and he still has 70 health left. You no know? potions. Do you have any potions with him? <laughs> <laughs> not not on this one man yeah. like it's crazy because like earlier in mouse man i had like full health like three potions and i was feeling good somewhere in that maze like i just couldn't get to the end with more than what i had so i was like all right i guess i I'm, that, that, guess i'm I, gonna finish it like this <laughs> I, I i did not there was no part of that maze in that tunnel deal with him where i was like fuck man i, I did very very little loading in there safe safe coming but yeah. uh yeah, yeah, different strokes. Uh, yeah, it was. I, I actually beat the, the. It didn't happen easily, uh, but I did. I didn't kill this fucker on the first try. I actually had the slightest hint of life left, and uh, I didn't. I had potions. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't even get into them. So yeah, I did. I did all right with this guy. I was able to figure the pattern out and then keep his ass from doing too much damage to me. And I was able to avoid the blue flame a little bit this time. I stacked a tiny bit of dough before he ch- before changing me into Piranha Man. Here, did you have any better luck with the flame this time? No, this one was immediate. Like, I, I got more <laughs> on the last one. This one was just, like, no chance. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Bummer. Uh, buddy, you do change into Piranha Man here. And Piranha Man, along with Lion Man, has the highest base charm score, according to the manual, 50. So that was uh, a positive thing to me. And that maybe I really? could stop being mm. so fucked in these shops, you know? <laughs> And it's more than double that of Hawk. If you're just looking at the attributes in the instruction manual, it's more than double that of the Hawkman. And I don't think piranhas are anywhere near twice as charming as hawks. Just, I mean, personal opinion, maybe not popular vote, but that's how I feel. <laughs> I probably agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it turns out the mouse wall outside the castle that I thought might be was just a shittier way into the castle is actually just to take you to an underwater war back to town door, not some disadvantage, you know, some shitty way to get into the castle. So. I was not. I realized I was not as brilliant as I thought I was, after all. And there is, in the, in the, in this heading back to town room, there's a chest with a max heart container and a shop selling medicine potions for a very specific number, 291 gold a pop, in a, in a treasure room. And <laughs> then the warp room. And the, I actually love these. These fucking. They say there's like a return label on the wall and then a an arrow pointing at it, and it's just it's just perfectly obtuse OG gaming translation, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like return. I think it took me until this point playing as Piranha Man where I was like, okay, like seeing that return for like the second or third time, I'm like, okay, got it. Back to the town and then I'll figure out where to go next. Got it. All right. Yeah. Now we're ha- now we're having fun again. Yeah, now I got the fucking system, which is good. After these messages... We'll be right back. Okay, the game is Shinobi. Your basic fist and stomach, foot and face arcade hit. 19 stages of major ninja warfare. Observe. You got your throwing stars, your bombs, 
your nunchucks. Nunchucks! If you live through this round, you get ninja magic. Hey, you could be next. Guys, get off me. Shinobi, just one of 70 games from Sega. And coming this Christmas, two-player Double Dragon. Sega, major fun and games. Where do I see Double Dragon? The Master System and games sold separately. That is a 1988 U.S. TV commercial for the Sega Master System. And it is for a little preteen boys roughhousing around uh, about their sms collection in a stock 80s little boy bedroom <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah i i thought of you during that that two-player boast during the the double dragon tag at the very end <laughs> what I oh said. man yeah. so much 80s excitement <laughs> yeah yep. I, I figured a a general homage to the system on the whole was an appropriate choice given the sms is about to become just a speck in our our podcasting rearview mirror here i think in the very near Which future. Which is crazy to think about because, like, obviously, I didn't, I never owned it, you know, but the times I was able to play it or experience it, it, it looked cool. Like, I have good memories of it, like a positive op- opinion of it. But yeah. yeah. Well, the Genesis is here, and we have bigger and better things to deal with, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I just missed out. I, I never, never was exposed to the, the goodness. Well, now nah, you've been exposed to Wonder Boy 3, Jay. Don't say you totally missed out. <laughs> that is true. That is yeah. true. Speaking of getting back into town after you're turned into Piranha Man, you are – I stopped at the hospital here, which this is when I learned how the uh, economy of healing worked for the first time. That I, Now I had mm-hmm. three parts. It cost me 60 instead of 20. That was like, why the fuck did that change? Nothing else changed in this fucking town, but put two and two together. And or one and two in that case, and logic directed me back to that well where Piranha Man's swimming aptitude, uh, which go you go down to, you go down the well and it's actually there's water in the sewer that you go down into. So, you know, I was able to now be yep. able to jump out of that water into this kind of treasure cache area and another wall, another door blocked by walled in by blocks <laughs> that I couldn't destroy yet. So that got me start thinking about like, I, I, I need to find something that breaks those blocks. So that kind of planted yep. that seed to some degree. But Same. speaking of Prana man's, the controls that you do have as him, his, his land-based movement is also by far and away more controlled than any of the previous three versions of yourself, iterations of yourself. So I was very pleased about that. There's much better walking and jumping physics that are, are just more easily controlled and less, slippery as we've, t- we've touched on you know less frantic if you will so hmm. i was pleased and that was another thing that that lent itself to beginning to enjoy the game a little more here as we got later in it and then after I, that little treasure area i headed out to through the underwater thing all the way out to the left of the aquatic area we couldn't get over so so where you fall below those platform those island platforms early on and there's the water area down there now the abrana man you can explore that more thoroughly of course and there was a to the left of that there was an area you couldn't get to early in the game and behind that there was a shop selling the aquatic shield which is indeed much better than the dancing varietal when you are the piranha man so that was a a a pleasure to get my hands on And, and so many that you know that's so much of the thing too that's kind of where like the dancing shield i saw it gave me more defensive power as and all these things also interestingly change your charm too so that was something to too you would i would learn maybe around now maybe a little later i don't know but learning that you can just you know just in the short term just equip whatever items gave you the most charm points for the specific character and then use that to try to cheese the shop owners that wouldn't sell you shit uh 
you know what I mean? So that was that was a way to just kind of fucking troubleshoot your way through that that I would <clears throat> I would learn around now. But getting the aquatic shield also just because of the name of it kind of set off a, a little fucking light bulb in my head that these certain items equated to being most applicable to certain versions, certain transformations, you know, certain animals. So like the dancing shield being the thing that made that was best for mouse man, you know, I saw it gave me more, but I didn't equate that to being the mouse man shield necessarily. Mm. Where in this case, aquatic shield clearly for the fucking fish. Right. So, you know what I mean? That was the first time that I put that little, those nuggets together was, so that was, that was a good thing to learn. And, and, I wish it would have came to me earlier, but at least they gave it to you at some point, you know. So. Dude, that that blows my mind. I never found that either. Like yeah. I, when I was Piranha Man, I immediately went far left underwater, and I was able to grab a heart and three vials, and so I felt like like a boss. Like I was finding all this like hidden stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like it, it, the this was the point where again I was like, hey, I'm starting to understand. I'm I'm having fun again, and but. Out of everything I found, and we'll get to, we'll continue on. But I, I definitely didn't find this shield either. Like yeah. that's crazy to me. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. There's, you know, there's 100. There's things I didn't get in the game too. So that does not surprise me to hear. You can absolutely, albeit probably much, much more difficult, and uh, or in much more difficult fashion, get through the game without getting everything. Uh, which is, you know, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I like that. You know, that's like maybe one of the things you could knock Zelda for is that like every item is absolutely integral to progress. <laughs> Necessary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. To, almost to a fault, maybe and in many cases, just one time like the, you know, there's there's things in Zelda that you have to get that are just like you only use them that one instance or maybe in that one fucking temple dungeon, whatever. And, and that's their entire purpose, whereas everything here has not critical utility, but utility in, in, in one way or another. And that's better probably just as far as mechanics go but looking at my item screen to equip that aquatic shield it occurred to me that i had not at this point bothered to really use any of the power up attack items it said you know it's funny to me you said you're using them for the 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 fireballs with the one boss but yeah i I had figured out at this point the arrows to kill the the fucking clouds just because those are so frustrating i trial and errored everything but like it just wasn't i they didn't it wasn't they didn't even cross my mind really like and and (laughs) that to me was not good like that i I don't you know uh it's not that i was impeded clearly i got to this point without that being the case but the fact that it it didn't even like occur to me to want to try them didn't seem like a good thing just as far as you know i don't know their 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 benefits to you as a player you know what i mean they're Uh, oh yeah they were definitely more like a oh yeah i i guess i should try this if i'm having trouble type of thing not something i even normally relied on you know i thought maybe i i am a little weird in this sort of i do we've i think we've talked about it before but i i do traditionally like to conserve shit like this using it as little possible with the mindset that i i'm gonna need it later i think we've talked about that for other things before and uh it usually mega man 2 actually yeah we definitely talked about it for mega man 2 and it usually leads to to just never using them (laughs) it's usually what happens uh, in games like this so i thought that it might be more a function of that than them not having utility but uh, to hear that you did the same thing, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, there is a tunnel down here, also obstructed by those blocks that you cannot destroy yet. So, I, you know, it does say in the instruction manual the Thunder Saber does this, so it's not like I had no clue what was the solution to this problem. But yeah. I did not know where to go for sure. But <laughs> uh, that 
certainly became it was obvious to me that that was a next step because there was no doubt in my mind this is the area that I needed that that had the next offshoot in it you know being right. an aquatic area there's an arrow there like, <laughs> well, yeah. well yeah that, that too but i just mean like there's you know uh i was not so like the desert area is not a, or, or the jungle area rather is not a definitive oh this must be where the mouse man has to go it's just not they're not that obviously correlated but clearly in the case right. of you're the fish the water's where you're going to go which is so blatant and, and out of the question that there's not there's no other no other place i should be checking for where to go next like that had me thinking like okay i must have to fucking figure this out so well, I I appreciated it. I appreciated that at this point. You know what I mean? Like some oh, direction yeah, yeah, directly. No, no yes, let's go. It did not bother <laughs> me at all. I'm just saying, like that. You know, I, for that for that reason, I started thinking to myself that I have to fucking you know, I got to get outside the box here. There's something I haven't done that's outside the obvious flow chart mm. to get me that thunder saber. What is that? So the first thing I thought of that fit that description right. was going back to that shop right by the lava castle that had the thing that I couldn't buy earlier, you know? So the, the 1980 thing, I think. Hmm. It was. So I go all the, you know, I'm like fucking that lava zone sucks. Of course. I'm like, you fucking cunts. <laughs> so like I go all the way, <laughs> there, which is much shittier when you can't just walk through the lava as a lizard. Cause th that's something we should have mentioned, I guess as the lizard, you can just walk. That's one of his skill sets skills is he can just walk through the lava, you know, without taking damage. And that is of course advantageous because it allows you to go beneath all those platforms that make the lava area so shitty uh, without really nearly as much risk. So not being the, right. the lizard man anymore and going through this area as Piranha Man was not fucking fun, you know? So already it was a tough deal to get over here. And I get to that shop, and it's not the Thunder Saber, so pissed. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, it was the it is the dragon mail though uh, by happenstance it's funny that like getting to it pissed me off that i couldn't walk through the lava you get the dragon mail here from though and that is what the dragon mail does other then than you're solid <laughs> yeah it, 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 it also is just good armor it gives you it, it, it's a big jump in your in your defensive power but uh it, it coming out of that like i quickly learned having it on that i could just walk through lava now so that was you know i was pissed but that was a nice little reprieve totally worth it anger yeah but getting home to that, I was thinking, I was like, it was literally just like a, a, you know, it was not like, okay, I'll try this next. It was like, well, I'm fucking over here. I might as well, <laughs> you know, I, I go over to, to the lava castle that, you know, we, we've talked about so much to date and sure. Like, I did not remember it as being underwater. Like I did not ascertain that that was water in the, when you first go through the door of that castle, you know, the, in the other time you've been here. So that was not what I was not thinking like, Oh, there's water there. I should take the fucking fucking man. There It was very much just like, I'm over here. I might as well, instead of coming back here later for some other reason, I might as well just fucking try it. And I walked over there and sure enough, that initial door <laughs> and that initial area is underwater. So I was like, Oh my God. Yes. So I was so pleased with myself <laughs> that I didn't have to look it up. And I just figured it oh, out. Yeah. It was totally by random and not necessarily a deliberate decision. Um, so yeah, so then you can swim up over that wall and you can get into that goddamn door and in here, and this blew my mind a little bit, there's a room that allows you to just switch between all the animal forms that you've been, that you've earned so far, you know what I mean? And that was, oh man, you know, finding that was totally unexpected. And again, an instance, you know, 
I just didn't see it coming. And that was a very cool thing to have happen. And immediately my mind just started racing like, oh my God, there's probably like, you can switch into different things and they're going to be able to get into places that you haven't fucking, you didn't have access to before, but now you do because of the new things you have. Like, oh my God, this opens up, you know, to some degree, it was almost like this is complicating the game immensely. And that could prove to be a pain in the ass. But on the the flip side of that is like, okay, this is fucking cool. This is going to allow me to do a bunch of new shit that I'll enjoy. So, you know, and of course, just knowing that it, it opens up things that I'm sure were obstructed to me before. Uh, and that was a cool feeling. And then immediately, yeah, you, you know, you, you've only been a few things so far and I'm like, that fucking lizard can't do anything cool. And you also saw the, the mouse wall on the other side of the wall. You couldn't get where you couldn't get to when you go into that castle. So I was like, okay, I'll switch into the mouse and see what happens. And you come out of that, room and then you can then walk up that wall and you quickly work your way up to the thunder saber and that's fucking awesome of course and then right by the thunder saber yes. chest a little block that you can you can whack with the thunder saber so you learn that's what it does for sure and how that works and it's just it's just a very satisfying sequence in the game you know what i mean uh that that i oh yeah it's it, it's 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 the elusive feeling of the modern retro gamer solving a puzzle like this without succumbing to the faq consultation you know it's just such a satisfying thing and heck yeah man i remember being like in ex- exploration mode at this point and feeling like a boss because i'm like wow i got the thunder sword oh i got the magical saber i got like four hearts three vials i didn't get the magical Let's saber go. right away that was a little bit down the line but yeah that is like that that's certainly worth talking about with this it's 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 kind of like the, the antithesis the flip side of the the thunder saber you know it does the opposite thing it makes blocks appear and that that's super cool too when i got that yeah i I was similarly satisfied because that yeah that changes what you can do in the game to some degree it changes changes your mobility and that's cool the one shitty thing though i noticed at least with the mouse uh i don't know necessarily think it may have been applicable it it was kind of weird actually tell me like i you know I, i got the thunder saber and i equipped it and the thunder saber itself gave me zero attack power and i was like oh that fucking sucks uh, yeah, it's not a roundabout number either. Like literally, my attack power went down to zero as Mouse Man with the Thunder Saber. So uh, that you know, I don't know. That was a bummer, I guess. That like the thing I had sought so hard <laughs> didn't do thundery things. <laughs> it was kind of a bummer, you know. Uh, but you know what? You didn't. You didn't have to have it equipped to to use it. Right. Well, that's what I. Okay, so that's exactly what I was getting at. Did yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that at this time, though. I would You would later learn that, yes, it is a power that now applied to all your weapons, and that's fucking awesome. But early on, like, I thought, like, I was going to have to do this kind of obtuse pain in the ass, switching back and forth whenever I wanted to break a brick kind of thing, you know, because I obviously, you don't want to go through the game with zero attack power. It's hard enough. <laughs> so I thought I thought that yeah. was going to suck. So, yeah, I was pleased to learn that later. But that, again, is just an, an instance of that was not intuitive that, that that was the case. You would assume you have to equip the Thunderblade to fucking use it. So that's yeah. what I assumed. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think when I when I looked at it, I immediately equipped it and I noticed my yeah, that it went to zero. And I was like, that can't be right. So then I unequipped it. I, I went back to my. You're a more sword. optimistic person in life, Jay. I can. I have no problem assuming the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, re- I just remember looking up. Like at this point, I was reading the guide a lot because I figured this game is far deeper than I, you know, realize. I probably missed a bunch of stuff. You know, I've been annoyed several times, but you know, I'm I'm getting it. So let me really read the guide. So when I went back to reading things. I don't know if it was like a strategy guide or something like that that I saw, but it, I just remember sp- explicitly reading. Now that you have this, it applies 
everything. And you don't have to have it equipped. So I was like, oh, sweet. You know, yeah, good to I, go. I didn't get to that part of the FAQ. I was like, when I go through the <laughs> FAQs, it's, it's I, I'm, I, it's, I, I wish there was a way, you know, I'm reading. So there's not, there's not even any way to capture it. But I wish there was some way to create a vision, to be able to have a visual representation so people could see kind of my the inner workings of my head and the way I go through those FAQs when I'm going through them for these old games. Because it's, you know, I don't, I want to experience, I don't want to, I don't want to be looking at a fucking FAQ. It's the last thing I want to do when I play these games. I wanted to yeah. just exercise a flowchart. Like, I don't want to spend my, you know, that's, it's no fun. That's basically, it goes without saying. So fucking, I don't, I'm trying to, I'm trying to glean the minimum amount of information but you have to, you know, you, to to find where you want it, the the piece of information you want. You have to read. You got to get good at kind of like skimming without consuming. It's like a it's like a, yep. a very specific <laughs> weird skill set to be able to read without really consuming the information. You know what I mean? It's like a, a very yeah. interesting uh, skill to develop that I, I think I've gotten pretty good at. Uh, but yeah, so I yeah I, I don't you know I, I don't I, I did not gather that in my FAQ forays unfortunately. Anyways, so then it is off to start checking off the things that have opened up to me. Is, is, is kind of what I was doing. So there is a, just back in the castle here, there's a return. This is, again, great. So thankful you have to go back through the fucking lava area. But there's a return warp <laughs> beneath the transformation machine door. So I was able to quickly see if it was worth, because like I, I immediately thought, I, I, I remember the mouse man thing in the town in that uh the door that was locked there's a mouse man wall in there so i was thinking to myself immediately like that's the first thing i want to do but i this was where the transformation thing was so i like i was like you know i, I want to check that out but if it's a dead end or it's not worth it for whatever reason i don't want to have to come all the way fucking back over here so like i had no problems cheesing this and just safe stating and going and checking it out and i was totally ready to just load if it wasn't a payoff <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so i did that and, and took the tra took the warp back to town and tried that mouse wall and in the tower there and it leads to uh a, it's basically it's kind of cool the way it's implemented like you go up the wall and then you kind of have to walk through kind of the spiral mouse oh, wall yeah, thing spiral. yeah yep. to the center and it takes you to a shop door with obscenely high priced items <laughs> that i also oh, yeah. did, not, did not have the charm to see so i knew they were something cool but i couldn't get them yet so it, it didn't really matter so i was like yes that's clearly not a payoff so load <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so i i also want to check because there's the, the 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 shop that's in the mouse wall on the left side of town so i also went and checked that out as well before going back but it, it did allow me to see there was a night shield I could score, uh, but doing so was not that much better than the shield I already had. So I was also kind of like, this is not a payoff. So I loaded state and changed back to Piranha Man. And uh, it would have blown to have to do that on OG hardware, you know, not having the, the, the load state capability available to mm -hmm. emulate and playing the game on emulation would have really sucked, I think, for this particular moment. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. See, I. It's interesting that you did it that way. I so I went back to town and I was like, okay, there's that little bridge area over the water. Like it looks like a bridge, but they're breakable blocks. I did not clock that. I hate that you're telling me that you fucking knew that without having to fucking I had to look in that figure. Yeah, I, so <laughs> I did that. So this is where it was crazy for me. So I did that and then went down under the water and did that whole whole part for a while. I mean a while. And then realize maybe this isn't what's that? You cave, you're saying? I went well, you have to what is it? Like you're you're in the town and if you go left, 
you're going over there's like a little part where there's water and there's a bridge you break that and you dive right. under the water exactly and then you go into the, the it's the four wells area and you can drop down yep. into the third well and then to the left of that is it's exactly the lion man stage so that's what i'm asking did you go down into that as piranha man or are you saying you went I, into the i went down there as mouse man because you had to break the blocks and the only way to break that is to be on the oh, wall yeah pointing down exactly yeah, yeah and right. so i didn't know that it was supposed to be like lion stage so i went deep deep in there and i was just like man what is this oh, just yeah, does that, not that seem sucks. to be the right and then right. you know you get the ninjas so i'm in ninjas and there's oh, bonsais okay. and i'm like so did you, you went you went into the fucking that that chinese castle deal yeah man i'm deep oh, in God, there that's, that's like so- i'm oh god dude, check this funny. out man so Sorry, i'm deep in there myself, dude. that's so bad dude oh. <laughs> and, and this is what I mean. And this is where I went again to being super frustrated because I'm here like having a tough time as Mouse Man fighting these ninjas. And I'm like, man, am I supposed to be? I was like, the only way that I was able to point down to break to break through was as Mouse Man. So like I had to, there's no opportunity for me to go change. But I'm like, this feels so wrong, but it's just not working out at all. So, so for me, I kind of like at this point I was like, you know what? I'm super annoyed. Let me watch a walkthrough. I just want to see what what this person does. And they didn't do that at all. They went, you know. So at this point I was like, forget it. I went previous you, save state. You, you didn't think to, and you went didn't back think to Piranha Man. Man back. Yeah, I was gonna say you didn't think to like I. Because yeah, because I, 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 I had only spent such a small amount of time as Piranha Man. I was like, I kind of need to go back and experience. And and at this point, you know, I went that way and and actually started experiencing more swim more piranha man and having fun again but i was like man this is so frustrating that i just I, did that I, so especially because that ugh. that that lion man area is easily the shittiest part of the game just as far Dude. as the, the 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 yeah those ninjas are fucking pricks like that whole that part and it should be i mean that's the last transformation before the end run of the game so it's supposed to be like that but tr- but having to experience that without the proper equipment you know and being the, being the proper form that sounds fucking awful yeah i mean yeah i didn't i it didn't Thankfully, because yes, that's that is the byproduct of figuring it out too early <laughs> is ending up down there and not being able to fucking handle it with what you have available to you. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean even once I got to Lion Man, I wandered around pissed off for a while because I <laughs> not a, it did not jump out to me that that bridge was breakable. You know, it just did not. It didn't. It should have because it's those blocks and those are very discernible. Like there's no. It's just totally not paying attention. It's you know you cannot stress how much my fault that is, but. Dude, as, as soon as I saw those blocks, like as soon as I got that sword, the thunder sword, I immediately owned it. Like <laughs> every time I saw those blocks, it was like eyes focused. For sure. Got to, how can I break that? Can I break that now? Okay, maybe I can break it later. Yeah, we didn't we didn't mention it. We probably should have. They not only do they break, but they turn into pickups. Like they've turned into dough. Yeah, so even if times. even if you aren't trying to go the place that they're obstructing, you break them just because it's free money. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's uh, for if sure. You're, if you're paying attention, yeah, it's very easy to end up down there for sure. That makes a lot of sense. I did not, thankfully, uh, was too. Uh, too oblivious to to do so because I didn't I, yeah I didn't I didn't end up down there until I was supposed to be thankfully yeah Dang. so if you do the right thing <laughs> with the Piranha Man you end up going to that obstructed tunnel with the blocks break them and that leads to a, a and also actually I mentioned I, I really liked the the desert area this I liked this too you it leads you through this tunnel and there is an upside down sunken ship that is one of the very very cool looking I think. Uh, that leads you into kind of the the area where the the boss is for the for the piranha that I liked a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And even inside, cool. like once you like the like the doors, even on you know, I, I don't know if it's without saying or not, but like the doors on the ship that you have to go through upside down doors, like the entire ship. You know? So like you had to like swim up to these upside down doors and go through them, and even that like that going that length with this is an upside down ship. It w- was pretty cool to me. I thought, you know, so yeah, you, yeah. inside the ship even looks kind of great. It has a, a very below deck hall vibe to it, you know, that, that lots of annoying it. ghosts, which yeah. I didn't seem to be affected by the goblin armor. I was like, this sucks. Like these, I, these don't seem to really help. They don't like scare the ghosts away or anything. Yeah. The shadow. Unfortunately. Man. Yeah. This, this is your first encounter with, yes, it's the first note I have in here as well as they're called the shadow man, shadow man, shadow men. And they, they, pop up from below with no warning which is uh, you know always a shitty attack method <laughs> especially if you're hauling ass down the exactly, running yeah. fast jumping yep. up yep yeah if you're not if you're not taking it step by step you can fucking definitely get surprised by those things for sure and i i you know i hate that i hate there should always be it should always be skill based it should never be random you know i i hate when things are just ran, taking random damage is my probably my biggest retro game gripe like it should never be i should always be able to develop a skill other than just memorizing a, a, a level, you know, front to back, which yep. is not, that's not skill. That's just fucking playing a game of concentration. And that's not fun either. Um, so yeah, uh, all the, yeah, the, the, it's a pretty much a straight shot to the boss battle arena in here. You're just going from right to left through octopus things and the shadow man and, 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 and kind of the below deck thing. So it's, it's not a particularly, unlinear, inlinear, whatever the word for that would be, uh, track to the boss. And the only really particularly tricky thing, uh, there's, there's a, towards the end, there's a, three of the blue shadow men and an ogre concentrating on this very little area between oh, two yeah. barrels. Did this, did, was this enough for you to write down, to jump out to you as a Dude. certain thing? Yes. Yeah. So, so annoying. <laughs> yeah. for sure. it, it was, it was literally a breaking point for me where I start. This is where I started trying items for the first time in the game, dude. Yeah, like I could not even save scumming. I could not get through without taking a serious fucking L from these dudes. So I started just yeah, like trying to use the items in a way that would manipulate it into a situation that I could navigate. And I, I found here the effectiveness of the tornadoes because they bounce off things and just keep mm-hmm. going. You know what I mean? So I was able to get into a place where I could drop a couple of them down between the barrels before going in and it would bounce back and forth and frag the shadow men down there to make it semi navigable, you know, and, and that was satisfying uh, to some degree, I guess that I finally found a purpose for those fucking items, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, sure. yeah, not using them at all to this point. Like I had a stupid cachet for them or of them rather. So I was, it made me sad that I had no, no use for them, that I had such an, a, a nice backup of them. And I would later, it kind of gave me, uh, it, I would also find use for them later in that area that we just talked about the lion man area, a great deal of the tornadoes. So having this shitty part happen to me and getting some kind of familiarity with those tornadoes were a big help later when I was also in a frustrating place. So I guess, uh, again, taking something positive out of a fucked up situation. <laughs> yeah. So it, it also must be said at this point is where I am stuck right now. Like this is where I'm super frustrated in, in the, the upside down sunken ship. Okay. And it's because I spent so much time. Like I'm probably most of the way through the lion level as freaking mouse man, but it's been <laughs> such a struggle. And, you know, I've gone through other levels multiple times. I'm just like, ugh. like I've, I've walked away so many times because of that, but like, 
it's fun where I'm at now. It's just tough. It's just been so many sidetracked, you know, <laughs> so you voyages that I've had. Okay, so you have you you have not fought the Captain Dragon, the boss battle here. No, like looking at a playthrough, I'm like right right before him apparently. Okay. Yep. So I mean, yeah, if you were that that part I was just describing with the the three diff, the three blue shadow man, like that is right before the door. So if you got yep. there, crazy <laughs> close, and it's funny that you're not there. But <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the it's a pretty cool looking boss as far as the the, the look of him goes. He's a he looks like a pirate basically, as you would expect to be. On a, looks like a Captain Hook. Yep. like as the as the crocodile. Yep. Yeah, he looks cool, but he is a huge fucking prick. He he, he jumps around and then fires. <laughs> uh, it's a bubble attack and a very short kind of sine wave pattern, you know. And he gives uh, you a little beat on landing where you can jump up and get the staple melon whack in before he fires his shit off. But it is not easy. And and the trick is kind of learning to posi- position yourself beneath the sine wave attack understanding how it leaves his mouth and being able to before he fires get yourself into the spot where you are fucking in a safe zone you know what i mean so it is predictable to that degree which uh, or to some degree rather which is nice because not all these boss battles have a predictable element to them and that's one of the things also that frustrates me when you can't you know they're supposed to be real-time logic puzzles, and if I can't figure out the fucking solution to your puzzle, god damn it! <laughs> like, that's not, it's not any fun. <laughs> Battle of Boss that doesn't have a pattern, uh, because it's just random fucking fence, and that's no fun. But they, uh, it, it, yeah, in this case, you, like, position yourself beneath the sign of attack, then you gotta fall back a bit, and then jump up and hit him just as he's landing and coming back at you, you know? So, yeah. as, with any, as with any boss pattern, it's not that bad once you get it down and get into a groove, but I did a lot of fucking cussing in my laptop getting to that point. In this case. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was not, it was as it should be. I mean, it's the, the, the furthest one at, to this point, so it should be the furthest, the most difficult boss battle at this point as well. It makes sense. It's not unreasonable for that to be the case, but it certainly was that. And the Blue Flame dropped money bags this time, so it was seven that came up, and that was kind of exciting. I was able to, to, getting kind of good at this and like being able to prepare myself for it mentally, I was able to, to take advantage of that a little bit, but yeah, that is, he transforms you into, into lion man and lion man has the same stats as piranha man. As far as his base attributes go also has very smooth. So you haven't even got to be lion man at all then. Right. I'm so oh, close to being a lion man. Then that, that's, that's a bummer dude. He has also has very smooth physics and jumping and movement and stuff. So it, it uh, that was and a longer aspect. sword than freaking the mouse considerably longer. And I mean, his <laughs> deal, that's his whole thing. Actually, his deal is his attack is it's, it's a downward from head to toe cleaving move that he does. And the animation actually looks at, makes it look kind of like it might short, short change you on the attack range, but in application, it's just as good as all the others, maybe a little better. And, mm. It the cool really cool thing about it because he's you know he's a tall spray he's a lion so that it attacks in both the high and low attack ah, tracks. Ah, nice. Yeah, really cool. And even honestly, even beyond that, it it attacks above and below your sprite. So if you're standing on that bridge, you can whack and he will break the block. That's oh, I see. Yes. So you don't have to be Mouse Man to get down there once you have the lion available to you. And that is the way that that is properly gate kept. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, no wonder. No wonder. And so, so yeah. then you can likely get those blocks. No wonder the blocks I've seen overhead that I can't reach it. I'm like, how can yep. I get those? Must That's exactly. Yep. That's exactly it. Jumping up with him. Yep. 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 
So yeah, it's it's <laughs> just as far as the animation of him goes, it looks it's like a seemingly a very physically taxing thing for him swinging the sword as he has uh, with the animation when he when he does it is his eyes kind of elongate and the pupils go cross-eyed on every swipe. So <laughs> it, it looks like he's very like, he's, like it's like it takes a lot out of him every time he uses that sword. But uh, it's, as far as the application <laughs> uh, goes to the gameplay, it's it's uh, he's without a doubt the the most again as it should be his last one you get prior to that the Hawkman that takes you through the end of the game. It's, it's the most enjoyable sprite to control in my opinion in the game, even more so than the Hawk actually. So yeah, you, of course you would go back to town and there's no warp zone this time. You were just, you just dropped onto the land and the water area. So that's kind of a interesting, different thing that you don't have a warp zone situation. I would learn later too. I didn't do it. You can go past, if you go past the, the entrance to the ship, there's a fucking secret area over there that you can get some, like I did, I did not get all the uh, heart containers in the game, and that was oh. near. That was where one. I think I, at the end of the game, I think I only had four of the of the total eight. So that was something. Oh. You know, that was a, a big hindrance to to getting through the end of the game too. That I did not have. How many heart containers do you have when you dropped off? I think I have. Let me see. I had four. Okay. Four or five. I think I maybe have gotten five. Like. Okay. Because I was yeah. playing before this and stopped taking notes. Yep, I didn't fucking. That was uh, when I was having trouble towards the end. That was something that I was. I I, I also consulted an FAQ thing for because I was like, "Fuck, man, I need more life, man. I this is not. <laughs> this is not going well. I need, I, I got to be able to get more than four life. Where the fuck are those things? So that was something I ended up cheating a little bit for. Uh, but yeah, I headed back to town and and once I got there. Like having tried all the things, you know, all the areas, all the offshoots, wandering around hoping to stumble into something turned into just grinding in the lava zone (laughs) (laughs) just to see if I could get enough dough and charm to reveal and buy those mouse wall shop items up in the tower, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah, nothing came out of that. I got all the way up to 118 charm with the samurai armor equipped was like the cheese thing I did to, to max out my charm and I still couldn't see any of that shit. So I assumed that that was, yeah, I assumed that was not the solution. So yeah, I eventually broke down and just finally resorted to the briefest of FAQ consultations. And within seconds I was kicking myself for not noticing. Yes. That that fucking bridge in town was made of destructible blocks. So I went there and yeah, that opens up to, that's a more in-depth explanation opens up into a subterranean tunnel that opens up into four wells and like ascending order at the end, kind of like a, almost a, a hill. O wells. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there, as far as shit down below, there's a shop down here. There's uh, which is like a secret door thing. And I guess we haven't mentioned that as a mechanic a, a lot of times or not a lot of times, but sometimes there'll be a destructible block that you can break and it drops a little question mark icon pick up and you pick that up and a door will appear to go to a shop and in that case there's one of those down here and the third well takes you down into a cave area that is yet another slog and this is the lion man area uh, and as again i cannot stress enough how fucked it is that you try to go through here as mouse fucking mouse man dude i spent yeah. some time going through here as mouse man for sure made it all yep. the way through <laughs> yeah it uh it sucks it's a shitty area there's tons of shadow men there's a lot of those will-o'-wisps things a bunch of fire flowers and it eventually opens up into an area with an ancient chinese architecture style temple deal and those are it's guarded by a few blue goblins and that actually looks I, visually it looks pretty cool i think again nice set pieces that they give you here for some of these fucking boss areas and inside the temple is of course where yes you meet fucking ninjas for the first time and these they're not wearing hoodies they do jump high <laughs> 
and they throw shurikens. So very customary ninja uh, skill sets for sure. <laughs> and exactly. yeah, there's yeah, and this this whole temple is basically just repetitively throwing those at you, and then mixing in different like complication mechanics be it enemies or just giving you two at one time or uh, later on they'll set them kind of at a higher level because the second they clip onto the screen they immediately throw that first shuriken so the if they are positioned on a higher thing you your your method of dealing with it is different you have to swing high or jump or something as opposed to whacking low for when they come low you know so it's just yeah it's uh it, it there's a bunch of little dumb complicating things that they do um I could not seem well there's actually check that there's there's ninjas and then you eventually also encounter very stereotypically samurais. So I couldn't seem to hit yeah. these fucking guys. Did you it's it's funny that like you drop you're not you dropped off before this part of the game but yet you can speak to it. It's funny to me. <laughs> From experience I mean. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I completely <laughs> fought these freaking ninjas, man. Like so like the, the ninjas I could kill. Did you hit the samurais? The samurais I could hit, but they were annoying because you had the like they would run away from you. Like yeah, they don't have to hit them. I was them. never able to hit them, dude. Ever. So I I could sword. totally hit them with the mouse in that small little window that I have to hit them with the mouse. I could hit them, like, and you. But you had to hit them like five times before you defeated them or something. Yeah, so like you had to hit them and not miss and have them run away. And so that would get super annoying to have like multiple samurai stacked Thanks. on each other try to and hit that, them both yeah. and that that is 100 their function too those were used as like Ugh. a distraction they would drop those in often with a ninja or yeah further samurais on the line and like yeah having those on the screen to deal with like they're and they're just like uh you know they're just uh fuck, i don't know what to say they're like jason they just like until they jump away when you attack them <laughs> they are just like tirelessly walking towards you blatantly you know what i mean they're like they just so you can't like trick them into fucking off while you deal with something else like you have to deal with them in order to be able to engage the ninjas that are jumping around you know which of course they're jumping around so you're trying to and jump over shurikens it's just too much there's no way to deal with them at the same time i found so it, what i like i all i could think of was the indiana jones scene i believe it's temple of doom and the like in the and he's in the fucking bar and he's hanging out with the girl and then some guy starts talking shit to him or something and they decide to go out into the street to fight or whatever the impetus for it is they go outside and the he's like a i don't know the prince of persia kind of he's wielding a scimitar it's not a ninja but it's like the uh, <laughs> a, a middle eastern version of that kind of sword wielding warrior kind of deal i forget what they're called offhand but he's got like got a scimitar as, as the sword the weapon he's using and he does this like really flamboyant fucking sword trickery demonstration you know and the indiana jones just pulls out a pistol and shoots him <laughs> yeah. yeah that's exactly what i the way i the, what i what i equated my solution to these samurai dudes were which was i would just the second they come on screen i would just instead of fighting them at all in, in melee combat i would just fire a tornado out uh, just or rather just keep firing tornadoes until they died <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's how i dealt with these fucking samurai ninja pairings for the most part was to, to to knock out the samurais with that because yeah there was i had no there was i couldn't hit them i could not get close enough to hit them they would jump back every time so you'd have to have enough tornadoes then man because i like I, I had that, I got it to the point where I was timing. I was timing those mouse jumps to hit them, but they would just, it would just be so many of them. It like, it was at that point I was like, okay, I got to do something else. 
This, this I, I, actually, I didn't even learn like I, w- I wasted a t- I had so many that I wasted a ton just firing them rapid fire before <laughs> half the temple I learned I could just fire one and they, it stuns them like they, when they get hit by anything let alone the tornadoes or rather tornadoes included you can just then to walk up and as long as you do it quick enough you, they, they stay stunned and just kill them that way you know so it's, it's just all about yeah. getting that first hit on them and the tornado you could just do that with one tornado instead of doing it over and over and over again with tornadoes so I had enough to learn that in practice, you know, and still be able to make <laughs> with the tornadoes. So, yeah, I had a fucking ton piled up, dude. So you, yeah, you go through the the pairing areas and shit, and um, I, to, to put it mildly, it's difficult. I, like I can't even begin to guess the number of times that I had to save scum my way through it. <laughs> but yeah, eventually you get to the boss battle time and this boss battle is against Daimyo Dragon, I believe would be the pronunciation. And it's fucking impossible as far as I could tell. <laughs> like, absolutely fucking impossible. Like it, it he has a big sword, he like a big samurai sword he whacks down with if you're anywhere near him. And then occasionally he will like he will just keep walking towards you and whacking at you like seemingly anyways wh- whacking at you and then occasionally he backs up and raises his sword high up in the air and then he launches this four blue orb attack that projectile attack that kind of has an uh, an increasing arc to each one like each each of the four comes out at a little bit uh, higher and sharper of a trajectory I guess to create you know multiple things falling down and it's all about like positioning yourself between them following not terribly unlike the the Himalaya abominable snowman boss mechanic in DuckTales you know if we're going to equate to something we re- recently did mm-hmm. and you can whack him before he fires those but I don't see how you're not taking damage after doing so because he whacks you with a sword. So like it just I I don't know. Like, I just I saw I I saw no discernible pattern a- after so many attempts to get to the end of this fucking battle alive. And on top of that, I was only doing one or two damage at a time, you know, uh, on on his ass with the, when I hit him. So yeah, it was just I mean, you know, you you could there a couple of times I was able to bail out quick as fuck and get between mm-hmm. the last projectile and the third one to avoid taking a hit after I landed mine. But, it, you know, it just, it was just not, there was no, it was not dependably happening for sure. I watched a video, I, and that's what they, they were doing the same thing I was doing. They were just doing it more proficiently and doing more damage to the thing, I guess. Uh, but I watched it a little bit, and I was just like, there's just no fucking way, man. I, got, I, I was at a breaking point. And yeah, so I, I looked up the game genie code for invincibility and just punch that shit into my fucking emulator. And luckily you can, luckily you can do that and then turn it off. So yeah, I just turned, I made myself invincible, fucking killed his ass. And yeah, it took me, dude, I I had to hit him over 50 times. Like it it was ridiculous that I, there's just no way I could have done it without the invincibility code. And yeah, I, I, I I would have smashed my SMSs to pieces as a kid is what what would have happened. (laughs) And, you know, I would later learn more about the weapon systems as we've kind of talked about a little bit in my in game ramp up. And, and, and I, I don't know for sure, because I certainly wasn't going back to do it the right way after the fact, but I probably had the wrong shit equipped for this fight and likely could have managed it better had I known what that was supposed to be and done it right but i did not do that and the only way i saw through it was fucking game genie code so that's how i beat fucking daimyo dragon (laughs) and uh then you become yeah you're of course turned into hawkman and that means you can fly and the flying physics for that are not bad so this you can actually fly straight up after you exit the temple after you walk back out after you beat 
uh, the dragon, you, you're right at the same door you went in at, and you can fly up straight up in the air. And there's a treasure room. It's got mad money in the chest. The you can get the Hades armor and in a shop for two grand, and then there is a warp door back to town. So you are you are then on your very last cycle through this fucking game. And I had the dough now to get the knight shield and the prince armor from that shop on the mouse wall on the left side of town. So I scored that shit. And nice. this finally opened up that expensive shit in the tower shop. Like I was able to see it for the first time, and it's it's ah. basically higher line of a, a crystal equipment is the name of it and it's just the sword shield and, and armor of course and i also found like just left of that tower where that's at there is a area in the sky that you can fly to uh, just fucking around with the flight mechanic that i had and it's like a it's a door and there the the, the door on a little platform and then all the, like in, entirely encircling it are those blocks you can break so Oh, basically fly nice. up to it that's actually where i learned that i could that the thunder saber was applicable to all weapons because okay. i didn't i have equipped and i fucking was able to break into those i was like wait a minute that's not equipped how the fuck did i do that and that's how i learned that <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. positive outcome of something dumb but yeah you go in there and this fucking room dude like i it was just an empty room inside i had like there were no other doors there was nothing to break you couldn't break any of the stuff around and the, the, the walls on the edges or anything. So yeah, I just had no fucking clue what to do here. <laughs> I basically just started FAQ and again, I didn't have, I had no idea where to go, you know, uh, even finding that room, I just didn't know what to do. So the, Dang. that led to me basically starting, like I, I kind of read in depth and I just kind of like looking for the shit I didn't get. And this is where, you know, there's, I learned I could go back to that Sphinx and the Sphinx room inside the room inside of the Sphinx, rather, the entire edges, the, the walls, the floor and stuff of that room are breakable. So oh. I need the lion guy changing to the lion guy. Yeah, you actually mentioned that. I should have. So I did that whole thing when I first found the first transformation thing in the lava castle. Yeah. And I, you know, I was worried about being able to change into Mouse Man over the town. Immediately after I did that whole cycle and then went back to town, I found a room in town that does allow you to transform. So one of those is in town, in the room with the well, actually. There's a secret block that opens a door, and you can change in town, transform through the different things. So you can do it. Yeah, that, that was the one I was using. Right, I yeah, I, yeah, I found, I, yeah, I found that right after uh, I went through that whole fucking song dance. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, I changed into the fucking lion guy. I go to the Sphinx. I get that shit. I, there's a, a shit ton of shit. It's actually a pretty cool room. You drop down below that and you come to this huge huge room that has there's a bunch of chests like one after the other for like three or four screens worth and each one of the chests has a different shit ton of a certain item in it so like the first one has coins the second one maybe has chests there's one with charm stones in there there's one with money bags there's one with all that there's one for each of the attack power-ups so you can kind of get more of those and i guess actually you can cheese this too i was reading you can if you're playing it on OG hardware, you can turn it off, and when you enter the password and re and and and, re and continue the game via password, this room resets entirely because you can only do you can come back to the room over and over and over again without doing that, and all the other stuff will still be there. So you can get you can come back because when you get the first when you, when you get whatever it is, it takes you out of the room and, and and teleports you back outside of the Sphinx. So you can get all the stuff down there, but you can't do it over and over again. But I guess if you enter the password. You can come back and basically get infinity, whatever you want. You know what I mean? Interesting. Okay. 
fun little, it's almost like the unlimited lives code in Mario. You, you want to <laughs> bullshit to do it, you could, you could definitely get all the shit you needed here. Uh, so yeah, doing this, I, I realized that there's, uh, I had to do some grinding to get the, get that crystal stuff. And I learned, use this is another instance where I just learning the way these fucking weapons and stuff. This, the lucky sword is something I get somewhere in the sequence here. The lucky sword dramatically increases the money you get from enemies. So if you need to grind, the lucky sword is what you want to use because you get way more money from enemies when you when you kill things with it, you know. So just another dumb thing that you wouldn't necessarily immediately ascertain from just using it. You know what I mean? Noticing how much money they, the, that the money you're picking up is is more than it would be. It's not like you don't you don't get hundreds from it. It's just like noticeably more, you know, if another ten or twenty than you would normally get from whatever the enemy is, you know. So that was some shit that I learned here. I also sorted that you can go into the fourth well below the bridge, the little mouse man puzzle that eventually led to scoring the magical saber. So you 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 must have figured that out way earlier, huh? Before you yeah. went into the cave, yeah. When I first went down there, yeah. and like right before I did all the lion man stuff, I was like, oh sweet, magical saber, this is dope, but I don't know if I'm gonna need it yet. But here we go. Yeah, I did. I did not like the thing that you immediately intuited the going down the wall to break through as mouse man on the bridge. Like that did not occur to me until way later until I was reading this FAQ shit. So the, <laughs> uh, yeah, the being able to get into that fourth well was not even a realistic fucking possibility for me until this late oh. when I was just reading shit. So yeah, I got scored the score of the magical saber. So that was a big come up for how to get into the fucking bird area. So, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I was able to figure that, uh, initially. So just flying around and trying other shit out, before I got into that part, I found that there's like a little area you can fly over east of town there. You can fly over that block now, and that takes you to uh, an area that allows you to get the heavenly shield for four grand and be able to actually Ooh. there's there's a the shot that lets you sell that sells keys. And that's the first one of those in the game where you can actually buy keys. So that led to me going over. You can you can fly over like way high above that island area is the cat you don't come from it when you you know like i said you just drop into town at the beginning of the game as the dragon but the if you fly over there it's where the castle that you escape in the prologue is and you can get back into there if you buy a key from that store and then in there the the enemies are harder inside but it's the exact same layout as when you do the prologue as far as what's in the castle the where the mecha dragon is there's a treasure chest that has the legendary sword in it so you score that best sword in the game and mm. the funny thing about that is this is just after i made that huge purchase of the crystal sword from that fucking store that mouse can get to. <laughs> and oh, you know, so i like wasted four grand on basically nothing because now i got the best sword right right you know instead of it and that renders the crystal sword pointless so that sucked but the legendary armor is also in here you like kind of after you get the sword you're kind of working your way back out through to, to where you jump out of the well you know in the initial run through this castle there's a cyclops down there and he actually is, is an item drop of the legendary armor so you get those two things in there and i have no fucking idea what to do next even though i had gotten that saber and reading the faq you have to go to that room in the sky and then with the magical saber you can whack these block these star blocks that are, the, are these these background things in the room and the one in the very middle of the room which I had tried this with a saber. Like I tried turning these stars into blocks. It did not occur to me to try the one exactly in the middle of the room, though. And that one in particular, it appears, and then you can break it with the. You have to switch over 
or anything other than the magical saber, switch over to any other weapon, and then you can break it, and it turns into a secret block that opens a door, and that, that that's what takes you to your final fucking level where you for the for the hawk, you know, the last castle. So you Ooh. go through that door, and then you're at another. You just like there's no, thankfully, <laughs> after all you've went through, there's no like run up to the end you're just at a castle like the 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 vampire bats castle and it's very nice it's 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 nighttime now it's turned from day to night apparently in your transition here going through that door actually yeah and there's a there's a really nice background animation for the stars and shit above the castle and inside i gotta take my hat off to them on the design of this you're 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 basically going through a transformation specific puzzle sequence so you have to progress one by one through the different animal forms to solve environmental puzzles, and it's really well done. Like the, the end boss castle is fucking really cool. There's a bunch of nice. Yeah, you keep. There's a bunch of those rooms, of course, that that you can change into the different shit, and you'll have to do, deal in some way, shape, or form with some sort of environmental shit. So, you you know, it's not. It's all pretty intuitive. Like I was, there wasn't anywhere I was like, "Fuck, I have no idea what to do." So none of that happened in there. So it was pretty much a straight shot, but it was still like appropriately challenging and engaging enough where you know I wasn't just it wasn't just a dumb slog, which was nice. But you eventually work your way to the final vo- boss battle, and it's the vampire dragon this time. And dude, this dude, so he's a dragon with two heads. One is in his belly. That looks so weird. Yeah, he flies around and spits a bunch of a bunch of fire projectiles that travel horizontally out, right? And he bounces up and down to pretty much any vertical level in his attack patterns. And even after defeating him, I wouldn't say it's ever in any sort of predictable thing, like where he's going to, like what level he's going to fly across the screen at. So you kind of just got to read and react. There's no way to, to predict it, which is, of course, tough. He He can also pop out from off screen, so he'll like sometimes fly down off screen and then fly back on screen from a, either above or below the screen. And, and again, kind of uh, anywhere random spot on the screen, which is very fucking frustrating to say the least. There's no way to predict that at all. And it's kind of, you can kind of just be very alertly flying around and just still get tagged. So it's, it's a bitch to, to some degree that, that aspect of his movement, but his vulnerable hitbox is only his midsection, so they mix shit up on you. All the other bosses, you have to hit them in the head, you know. So, or at least the top head, I guess it is a head, but it's his belly still. So, so <laughs> it's a little bit different just as far as the general mechanic of actually attacking him goes. And I called my laptop or the retro game gods or whoever was listening a cunt the appropriate, like, I'd say 175 to 225 times, which is my benchmark range for an appropriately difficult final boss battle. <laughs> So I would, I would have to say, generally speaking, he was the right amount of hard. Uh, I, I did not have to turn on invincibility, though. So I, I, I felt quite proud of myself, despite all those childish tantrums that I threw uh, in route to, to actually knocking him off. But um, I'd nice. say maybe a half hour total of trying again, okay. and again and again and again and again to get his ass. So, yeah, I mean, I, I felt accomplishment was over. The ultimate emotional gauge of a classic video game boss battle. And uh, it makes me sad that you didn't have to... Uh, or you have not exposed, subjected yourself, I guess is the right word. <laughs> it, it is very much in line with the the Dracula boss battle tier as far as final boss battles go. And like, you know, it's it's not impossible, but it's super fucking hard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, man. It's right there before I'm going to kill myself, which is, 
know, <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to cross that threshold. <laughs> yeah, right. So that fucker dies, the prick dies, the, and then the salamander cross floats down from above, and you return back into Wonder Boy, but only after cycling through all the animal forms in reverse order, which is kind of kind of a cool little animation. And then you come out of the usual warp door in town. It's nighttime there now too, and you're as Wonder Boy, your your sprite just proceeds to kind of wander around aimlessly for a while, like he has, looks like he has no direction, like he has. No idea where to go or what to do, which was kind of weird, I thought, for an in-game sequence thing, you know. And he yes. eventually wanders over to a house next to the hospital that was never there prior. Like, kind of where that mouse wall was on the left side of town. There is now a house there that was not there before. And he goes over there, and he goes in the door on it, and then the door disappears. And he does too, of course. And we get some story text shit above that and that story text is the long battlefield journey has finally ended the tales of your gallant and heroic action will be passed down from one generation to another throughout eternity good night brave warrior good night monster land and then a shooting star flies overhead we cut <laughs> which is you know <laughs> and pretty see. good pretty yeah pretty cinematic shit i think for for 8-bit tier gaming uh, in my opinion and the end credit sequence is really good, dude. They they go the whole nine yards with it, and it's just like a movie's credits, even more so than Castlevania, I would say. You know, they have they go through each of the like they get their own kind of their own individual title card, each of the the hero sprite forms. You know, it starts with Who Man, which was the first time I saw the main dude referred to as that. So I guess that's his oh, name. Oh yeah, H U Dash Man, and. And then each one of the animal forms get a single card over top of a well-chosen background from their respective offshoot level, you know, which is really good, I think, and, and, and visually pretty cool for some end credits. And then they, once they go through all the the animals, you get rolling credits of all the enemies and bosses over top of a nice-looking star field background deal going on with stars moving, flying around and shit. And they even go into the individual track names for each of the music pieces when, like, as you kind of, I'm sure you saw when you were doing the music, these, like, the, the levels, again, like Castlevania, they have names. Like, they're not, they have track names. They're not like, <laughs> sure. stage, stage one theme. Like, it is, it's fucking, each one of these songs has a name to it. And, yes, they're also named in the credits, so that's why that guy did that. Because you, you have a very hardline uh, source material reference to be able to do that with. So I like it. Yep. Pretty fucking dope. And after they go through the music pieces, lastly, it is bookended with cute. Uh, lastly, rather, bookended with cute little hearts. It says, "Presented by Sega." Thank you. The end. And then it holds on screen. The end. Just center mass as the stars fly by and the music slowly fades out. So like they did not, you know, they they did not pull any punches with the end credits. You got the appropriate payoff that you should get after a game like this. You know, so. Nice. Not a lot you can complain about, really, with the end run of this game. I feel I think it was really well done, which is why I was saying, you know, you you were you were frustrated there for the last week or so, and I beat the I was able to get it done at the very beginning of the week, and I was like, it's you know, if you can hold on, dude, I think you'll enjoy it. But uh, <laughs> it, is, it is no doubt a trying war path getting there. Versus Dragon theme, uh, catchy yeah. tune to, to kill the dragon too. 
<laughs> right. And we are now talking King Lord's Blessing on Wonder Boy 3 Monster Dragon Trap. Wonder Boy 3 Dragon Trap. Uh, you didn't finish, so I would guess you have apprehensions about giving it the blessing. Do you not? So, I have apprehensions. However, so this is my thought. My current feeling right now as we record this podcast and knowing that I'm close to getting Lion, the Lion Man costume transformation continuing on, it kind of makes me want to honestly purchase that remastered version and play that and continue like knowing everything that I know now and like play it through. Like, and I'm surprised to say that. You better hope you can use passwords on... Oh, the, man. the remaster then or how the fuck are you starting there <laughs> Dude, <laughs> exactly but I but i feel like i feel like i understand it better now yeah if you know what you know? you're doing you'd be able to fly to the beginning probably yeah it's it's and and so you know i had to put it down multiple times there was definitely that point on the mouse man level where I was just like, you know what? This is I'm treating this like a rental, a bad rental. I picked it up, I tried it, <laughs> didn't like it, you know, I'm done. But like when you were it was at that point that you jumped ahead of me and you were all like, yeah, you know, saying what you were saying and I'm like, well, all right, let me let me try it again. Let me let me give it a, some more. And that's when I started figuring things out and kind of, you know, getting further and but then I hit the freaking ninja part as the mouse man because I looked I tried to break the blocks. Yeah, that's. I, I just I wish there even, was a way that they know. could tell you not to go that way. You know. Right. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how I would have emotionally responded to that because it, it that was already such a brutal sequence, doing it yeah. the right way. I can't imagine what my mindset would have been if I'd have been in there. With the but that's thing. but that's my thing. Like I, I think of it like, if I was a kid playing this, like, would I have had fun? Would this be a fun game? Also, at the same time. I, I want to finish it out and see what it's like because the artwork and everything looks really freaking cool on the remastered. But am I really going to play this when we're moving on? And like Dragon Warrior is a fun side quest. And eh. <laughs> I, I, I would put it like this. Like, I think for the time it came out as complex it is, I, I would give it the blessing. I feel like starting it over again, understanding everything, having the booklets like you know, knowing everything I know now, how it's supposed to be, I think, yeah, I mean, it, there's a reason why there's several follow-ups and a remaster and multiple versions and all this kind of stuff. Appreciated, sure. Yeah, so was, so, yes or no, Jay? Yes or no? I think it gets a blessing. Okay, I think it gets a blessing. Yeah, I mean, it's, so with these games, like, you know, the, when these fucking old games get really hard, the important, like they're, you know, they're, it's, it's inevitable that they're going to, there's going to be some obtuse aspects and there's going to be things that you just, it just doesn't, you just know in way to intuitively sort through it. And maybe you do need some fucking consultation materials of some kind. I actually wondered as you were talking there and you were talking about the books that you were just rattling off shit there. Like, I wonder if there was 
I, I, should, I wish I would have looked it up in advance. And I, I guess I will now. Maybe hopefully when I get off, I'm dropping in the show notes if I find one. I wonder if there is like a really well done strategy guide or something that Sega sold to accompany this because it is, you know, it's like I, I, I talked up on the Genesis that adventure, that Dungeons and Dragons game, whereas the eternal sun, like there, you, you could, there's just no chance in hell that you beat that game for the first time without having the strategy guide that accompanies it. And like the strategy guide is like beautiful. Like the artwork is fucking incredible. It's like a big mm. heavy book. Like it's just a, it's a, it's a, like, you know, you want to own the strategy guide, even if you don't need the fucking information in it. Like that's how, <laughs> that's how cool of a strategy guide it is. And, you know, I, I wonder if like, I, I, I don't fault that game for, for, for having that, for needing that explicit resource to get through it, you know? So, I, I mean, I think that's just kind of a little bit par for the course. And the only, the, the thing with it is, is, does that diff- is that difficulty paid off? Like, do you feel like you get the gratification that you're that you uh, corresponding amount of gratification that correlates with the amount of difficulty that you endured to obtain it? You know, and, and that honestly is, I think, the trade off and the the whether or not it deserves the respect or giving it respect, or, or in this case, King Lord's blessing, if, if, if we consider that to be a, a nod of respect, <laughs> like, you know, that, like, that's what, that's what, that's kind of what I'm trying to quantify and decide as to whether or not it deserves it is like, is the payoff as good as all the obtuse, difficult bullshit that leads up to it. And for me, I, I, I think, I, I think I have to say, yes, like, I think, like I said, I think the, the end of the game is incredibly well done. And if you can endure all the bullshit leading up to it, like, I think it would, especially as a kid, like, you know, getting through it without having to, you know, some sort of fucking constant referral to an FAQ, like, oh my God, that must've just been so satisfying because, you know, oh, like these, sure. you get this game bought for you, you know, we're trying to knock it out in two weeks, dude. Like a kid that gets this fucking game on the Sega Master System, it's probably been begging for it for God knows how long and wants to have to spend the four months <laughs> that they fucking <laughs> right. spent playing it to get through it, you know, like that is welcomed. So to, to endure all that and put in all that work and then get a, the payoff of a very well structured and you know, visually well designed fucking in sequence is probably was probably very fucking satisfying so i mean yeah on that basis i think i absolutely would as well even though you know no doubt just like you i had many instances where i was like oh man fuck the sega bullshit <laughs> you know like yeah fuck this up to sega bullshit uh but in the end i mean i think i think it i think there's enough there to certainly warrant playing it. and yeah i mean i you know i haven't tried the remaster but i bet if you do the remaster it's probably with with a lot of the little dumb ticks out of the way is probably oh my god like way better of an experience it goes without saying so yeah, yeah you know I wouldn't necessarily if if you're not if you're not a patient retro gamer you might want to skip this Sega version but getting that remaster and playing a more polished version of this probably a very pleasurable experience because there there is certainly a lot here that that's good I think you know agreed so despite all our frustrations it sounds like we're two for two on King Lord's blessing. So the SMS goes out with a bang on the on the ISOH podcast. Like we shouldn't say that. We keep that. That's we have no idea. Who knows what we're gonna bump into down the road? <laughs> uh, to, to 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 give this finality to it is is is, is, a, is a lot of conjecture. But I anticipate we'll be more geared towards the Genesis going forward on the Sega tip. But next up will be Nintendo Power issue number nine. And we'll probably be getting a Dragon Warrior side quest step out, I think, before before we before Jay and I 
do that mag up, but who knows? I'm not making any guarantees. You can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on the podcast platform of your choice uh, or any or any other, for that matter. If you want to leave good shit on all of them, we're okay with that too. The website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash isohpod. You can email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the pod on Facebook. Link to the YouTube gameplay videos playlist. Shit will be in the show notes. There's also the ISOH subreddit if you want to get down with us on Reddit. Jay, what are your socials? My gamer tag is GentlemanJB without the second E. And you can find me on Twitter at Josh Follen. On Instagram at MyShiftKeyIsBroke. Okay, fucking bye. Bye. Bye.